What's going on, everybody? It is Coach Greg Adams back in here with another YouTube live stream. Shout out to the Coach Gang That's you. for being in here, being involved, and being active on this YouTube channel. New, 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 new and welcome to the Wake Up Show, part of the Free Agent Lifestyle Podcast here on the Free Agent Lifestyle channel. You're in the building with the Desert Storm Bunker, in the Desert Storm Bunker with the Bruce Wayne of this ish, the king of content and the speaker of truth, yours truly, the notorious CGA. Mr. Coach Alini himself and the prognosticator Coach Dodamas in the building. New, 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 new world order. We back in here, man. What up? But another good morning here. And of course, on the East Coast, what a pre-afternoon for everybody. We in here. This is great. We're going to talk about fumbling the bag. This is the Blue Chip Mindset series, episode number 52. I believe I have the number right. I might be wrong. I might be off a number. Episode number 52 where we get our money on our mind and our mind on our money, where we whip men back into shape by giving them the double D double dose of this reality in the building. All right. We're going to talk about, we're going to talk about um, uh, men fumbling the bag over a piece of peace leave. All right. A piece of peace leave. A lot of men wrestle with this. A lot of men wrestle with this thing in the, in the pursuit of women. That's a matter of fact, some of the greatest content on YouTube that men pay attention to, is the pursuit of women. How do I get women? How do I become successful with women? What do I do? Do I get on this woman? Can I hit her? Is she showing me choosing signals? Should I fornicate with my boss? Should I get a rich woman? Should I get a poor woman? Should I deal with the woman? Should I date this woman that I work with? We're going to give you all of the insight of this particular endeavor. A lot of men have fumbled bags over the pursuit of a piece of stank, and it's sad. It is absolutely sad. And that's you. And I'm of one in the mindset of one Napoleon Hill to basically use the, the energy and the extreme power that you have of the power of the penis to basically guide you, transmute that energy into success. That is what I subscribe to over here. And it's not because we can't get women. It's because most of what we're getting from them is absolutely useless after the fact. Now, I'm going to say this because the ladies, ladies, I know the 10 toes up gang. You're pissed off by that statement. But gentlemen, help these ladies out. Help these ladies out. Gentlemen, in the pursuit of the first time you get that one piece of piece, the, that sweet, sweet, sugary walls, the one time you get that woman, right? Before you ever get her, before you ever get her, you would do anything. You would do almost anything to get that one first piece, right? That first piece of sweet potato pie. And guess what? You 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 listen to her for hours on end. You take her on a date that you would never even treat yourself to. You spend money. You spend 500 bucks over a night trying to entertain and being a dancing monkey to that individual. Okay, you do a whole bunch of things prior to getting that first piece of sweet potato pie. Now, after you get that first piece of sweet potato pie and after you catch your breath, most of the time, you probably think you overpaid. You definitely be like, I got money. Damn. Now, of course, you're happy that you got to relieve yourself and you used her as a piece of toilet tissue and that you're going to discard later on. You'd be looking for any little sneaky way to get up out of there. You'd be like, oh, boy. You get that post nut clarity. You start to see all kind of liver spots, pimples and <laughs> And boogies in her nose. You see all kind of moles with hairs growing out of them. You're like, what did I do to myself? 
and the value of it plummets significantly after you get that first piece. As a matter of fact, she was looked like a nine before you got some. Now she looks like a six and maybe even worse. Okay, you got them beer goggles out and that's just the reality of it. But that's just what it is. And ladies don't want to hear that. But we tell the truth over here. We kick the truth. By the way, hit the like button on this stream. We got a lot to cover today. Let's get the topics crawling across the board. We do have a moment to grift sponsored by Trollo Candy. We do have that. We do have um, um, oh doom and gloom. Doom and gloom CGA will be here. Obviously, this is the blue chip mindset. We got to give you a little bit of doom and gloom. And I'm not the one giving you the doom and gloom. It's the you know who. It's the you know who. The ops is. But we got a great show today. Anyway, to contribute to today's show, Dallas Sign CGA Live on the Cash App. Venmo Coach Greg Adams TV. PayPal, paypal.me. Backslash Coach Greg Adams. It is pinned to the top of the free agent lifestyle live chat. And then you can super chat on the notorious CGA channel. We're simulcasting over there. All right, so appreciate y'all for being here. Okay, we're going to have the Fumble the Bag Hall of Fame in here. <laughs> Prince Andrews, Bill Clinton, and a bunch of other people who have fumbled the bag, who've lost millions and millions of dollars for a piece of sweet potato pie. There have been major wars that have been started for little less than some stank box. <laughs> Humanity has been served, served inappropriate things for the piece of the peace leave, the power, the absolute power of it. Okay. <laughs> all right. Uh, let me get to the earlier contributors of today's show. All right. I appreciate y'all for being here. Teddy, K this is the blue chip mindset. Shout out to, uh, let's see here. Shout out to, uh, yeah, Emmy Udoka. Emmy Udoka. Famous list of fumbling the bag. All right. Shout out to Teddy KGB. Happy holidays to the coach gang. About to run through a couple of recent divorcees off Bumble. They're out here, fellas. He says, we up, be safe this weekend, men. Yes, man, I think most people's weekends are starting right now. You guys are about to get into a what, five-day weekend? Boy, y'all going to be messed up on Monday. Y'all going to need some motivation on Monday <laughs> because most of y'all about to take the rest of the week off. Not CGA, though. I'll be here working. Not on Thursday night, though. All right. Maybe I will once, the, once that itis Starts to wane off. Shout out to Henry Brazilian says, is this the Emmy Yudoka stream? Asking for a friend. I'm sure Emmy Yudoka will be referenced in this one. But uh, we're just going to give a constant reminder because someone yesterday even brought this up. Oh, man, this is beautiful woman at work, coach. She giving me all the choosing signals. And uh, should you smash? That conversation, that question comes up at least a couple times every year. As a man is losing his way and his grip on his reality in the pursuit of peace leave. Now, listen, it's a great thing. Don't get me wrong. I get it. I've been there, done that. We, we live in a different time, though. We live in a different time. And I'm going to show you examples. I know the dating coaches, again, I ain't gonna, I'm ain't going. i not going to rain on the dating coaches' heads today. But there are going to be some dating coaches. Oh, Negro. Oh, Negro, you worried about all that. You worried about all that, Negro. You ain't worried about all that. Come on, man. Be a player in a match. Yeah, I'll give him this itis and this ism. This, that, don't worry about all that. All that. They always do that. And most of these, most of these dating coaches, they, they don't got no job. They ain't got no job to worry about. So, oh, worry about that. You won't be the one. You know, CJ always got you worry about all that. Ninja, please. Ninja, please don't worry about all that. We're going to show you. <laughs> they always tell you, oh, don't worry about all that. Dude, you got to be this pimping. You got to be this player, 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 player. <laughs> Ah, but now, but now, but player, player, player. 
All right, man. Anyway, shout out to, uh, let me see here. Mr. We got to call you Mr. Boyd. He says FTBs, FDs, bitches, LOL. Yes, indeed. All right. Remember, on your child support check, put FTB in the memo. And then when they ask you, say, this is for the babies, for the babies. Shout out to Kirby in the building. Blue chip mindset. Worth the donation. Thank you, man. Shout shout out. And that's you. Appreciate you. Jay Flo was in the building. Thankful for coach and the coach gang. And we in here, coach gang. We definitely in here. And that's you. All right. Shout out to man. Double A is in the building. Good morning, coach. Blessings on you. Appreciate you, man. And uh, I hope y'all praying for me. Are y'all praying for me? If, most people didn't see yesterday's show, so you don't know what I'm talking about. Uh, but uh, yes, I'm pretty sure people are praying for me after yesterday's show. All right. Ed, Ed and Eddie is in the building. Last week, I blew my rent money. Uh-oh. Your rent's due, motherfucker. My man said he blew his rent money on peace leave and scrippers. Give me the buzzer. He says, luckily... I have over 20K of my savings, so I it wasn't a setback, but damn, I'm 24, by the way, and have a great salary at my job. Yeah, man, I mean, look, I mean, the Wolf of Wall Street, the Wolf of Wall Street, what did you do? Uh, wait, $1,000 on your rent money? Yeah, let's not blow our rent money. Can't blow our, can't blow our rent money. Your rent's due, motherfucker. He doubles up. He says, uh, I was approved for the Chase Freedom Flex card with a 12 thousand dollar limit and i'm halfway through my google data analytics certification program afterwards i'm shooting pl 300 certification he says no more making 304 is the priority thank you coach yes oh man yes okay you he's on this path and purpose he has the ability to earn money but a lot of young men have earned money and and blew it on skeezers <laughs> okay uh seth rollins is in the building yo it's crazy how every comment on the grifter video is standing up for you coach and every reply is backing you up found less than 10 negative comments out of 1000 comments effing coach gang doesn't fold in the building we be in here winning and that's you he says we know we up we're here for you coachy the realest coach gang for life Yes, indeed, man. Shout out to, you know, people did try to come in there, you know, all him, a grifter, all but, but that's been the second time, maybe or third or fourth time somebody tried to throw some shade on me. And then the comment section is overwhelmingly like, damn, <laughs> like, why you, we the realest over here. We the realest and we the illest in here and we the chillest. Eric says, Coach, please address this mess about our 12-month calendar designed after year, wait, designed after year women's men, menstrual cycle. I've never heard of this. Okay, there's a, there's a controversy. I guess there's a mess. The 12-month calendar design after the woman's menstrual cycle. I haven't heard about this. I'm going to have to look that up. All right, that's a, that's a new one on me. I don't know, man. But, uh, Listen, the, the 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 disciplines of of economics, the dip, disciplines of psychology, sociology, even anthropology, and so forth and so on, has been highly influenced and somewhat corrupted by the feminist movement, right? Even the APA is under female leadership, and a lot of the things that they're bringing forth are uh, agendas that are pushed towards 
the emotional side of things and not reality. And so what they what they tend to do is they talk about trauma and past. They they live in the past, right? And living in the past is a sense what they're trying to do is get people to unpack things and move forward. And what happens is people don't unpack things and move forward. They just basically get a bigger understanding on how to be a victim and live like a lemming. The uncomfortable truth is this. Most things that we have in this world have been built through hard work. Yes, some trauma, a lot of sacrifice, risk, and all of this shit. Not living in the past, but learning from our mistakes and making sure that we can pass make uh take those mistakes and make something of ourselves going forward a lot of people are full of bullshit do not get me started a lot of people yeah blood tears a lot of people are full of bullshit they choose every day to be slaves they choose every day to be in poverty they choose every day to not make something better of themselves instead of moving forward they want to unpack the past and i get it there's a time and a place this world wasn't created trying to unpack the past unfortunately yes some people got trampled all over. Some people got used and abused. Some people didn't make it. But the principles of nature is this. The principle of nature is this. And there's only one or two principles of nature that you have to understand. Number one, survival of the fittest. Nature don't care about your feelings now. Nature don't care about your feeling. Actually, that's the, whole, that's the only rule of nature. That's the only rule. Because I was going to also say survival, but... When you just think about it, it's survival of the fittest. It is not the weakest link. It is not even the focus on the weakest link. If you believe in things, and I know evolution is the controversial subject, but when you think about evolution, don't think about, you know, the whale became the, and it was walking and it became the whale. Don't think about that and chimpanzees and all that stuff. But the principles of evolution are simple. The weak die. The strong survive, period. Mm. Period. If we focus on the weakest link, we're only as strong as our weakest link. Now, could there possibly be a weak link that could be the strong? Possibly. If they're put in a proper environment, this is also heredity versus environment. Perhaps if they were given a chance, maybe. But they might have to go through something traumatic to wake their ass up. See, most of the time you actually made a change in your life what was the cause of that change? I want you to think about it. When you made a significant change in your life, what was the cause of that change? It probably was you got hit on the head very hard. You got smacked on the ass. You got punched in the gut. You got kicked in the growing. Pain. Failure. Somebody said a woman. Okay, you literally have to go through something significant to wake you up and say, I don't want to experience that again. But what we want people to do is focus on oh, the trauma. I get it, but it's some bullshit. And it's some bullshit pushed by these pseudo psychologists, these University of California berserkly degree oriented feminists that want you to be in and attaching your emotion to no logic and no damn uh, action plans again men live on tangible things we measure things we're always in a measurement contest we're always trying to push forward we're always trying to be the biggest house we're always trying to build the biggest building we're trying to build the biggest bank account 
We're always trying to push and survive and thrive. And the men that don't want to, they die. They die off. It's simple. You don't have it now. Of course, yes. Did some people get oppressed? Did some people get taken advantage of? Did some people get uh, didn't have advantage of, of, of knowledge? Did some people have to work 10 times harder? Yes. That's not trauma, though. That's not trauma. That's called you have to be resilient. That means you have to adapt and overcome. That's a principle of nature. Adapt and overcome. That means you have to find a way. That means you have to trail, blaze your own trail. That means you have to create your own path. And people want to sit there, well, I had to create my own path because I'm black and I'm white and I'm a uh, woman. Blah, blah, blah. Yo. Mm. You know? And that's just the reality of it. If you think I got time, when I'm 60, 65, 70, and I got my Filipino nurse, and I got a, a girl from Thailand massaging my feet, maybe I can unpack all this shit. But at the end of the day, there's a new day. And when I wake up, the score is zero to zero. As a matter of fact, I'm losing every day I wake up. I wake up every day, damn, I'm down 10. And guess what? If I continue this day, I'm going to be down 20. And if I can continue thinking about it, I'm going to be down 50. I don't like to be down. Mm. Every day I wake up, I got to overcome a deficit. And we all have deficits. If you got my coaching program in a moment to grift, I'll explain it to you. All of us have a deficit. All of us have some deficiency that we have to overcome. That's the rule of nature. That's the rule of sometimes it's the rule of how everything is working around you. It's your environment. If you don't like it, move to an environment where you have the advantage. It, it exists. It exists. But if you're in an environment where you don't have the advantage, you can do one or two things. You can give up or you can push through. You can find a path. You can find a way or you can give up. I don't know what to tell you. But I got to overcome every day. I don't wake up, think I'm winning. Now, am I in a better position than many people? Absolutely. But I never think about that shit. <laughs> I never really think about I'm winning here and I'm kicking everybody's ass. Now, at the end of the day, I sure do walk up at the top of that mountain and thump my chest. Mm. At the end of the day, after I didn't overcame the disadvantage, after I've overcame the obstacles, after I've pushed through, after I've shed blood, after I've sacrificed, after I've risked, after I've done all of that, I sure do climb that mountain and I get up there. Oh, and I will let everybody know. Roar. I'm the king of this ish. See, I don't have any problem doing that. I will. But during the day, I got to get shit done. I'm down. Mm. I'm down 10. <laughs> All right, here we go. Anyway, and I will use a woman to actually believe myself. But anyway, now nah, I'm just joking. Mm. I will let a woman know. A woman will be near me. They'll be like, I like those bear sounds you make. <laughs> They'll be like, you sound like a bear. Roar! Ladies, if you want to know what the bear sounds like, <laughs> they'd be like, I slayed the lion. That's what one of my junior callers says. She's like, it looks like I slayed the lion again. <laughs> Where's the ladies at? I've killed the beast again. She'd be sitting up there like, Pet my she pet my ball hair. Looks like I killed the beast again. <laughs> As she pushes me off of her, <laughs> I'll be like, mm. 
<laughs> right. Anyway. I got money. Anyway. <laughs> All right. Where are we at? The actual King Smith says, with regards to yesterday's stream involving young jock, he says, what do you recommend men do if your lady uh, if your lady does what the wife did to him in public? I choose not to check my ex in long term. I think it was the wrong move. See, what you do is in that situation. All right. Uh, remember, the power is in your feet. The power of, of men's power is in their feet. What you do is you get up and you walk the hell off. Now, eventually, she's going to follow your ass. Okay. Oh, I see we're done here. Oh, okay. Okay. We into this bullshit. You take your microphone off. You take your headset off and you bounce the hell up out of there. The power's in your feet. Now, when she follow you, you wait till she get in close and you say quietly. If you ever do that shit again, that will be the last time you see me. Now, if you said, what? What do you want? What are you talking about? What are you talking about? What do you mean? She's going to raise her voice in simp wolf whistle and you just walk the hell out. You say what you have to do and you get the moving. See, one of the things, men, I'm going to just, just get in here closely. You have to stop talking to women and children in long formats and having back and forth discussions. Okay. One of the mistakes you will make as a parent. One of the mistakes you will make as a parent to children. And I make this mistake all the time as a father. We all make these mistakes because we want people to have understanding. But, but what you have to understand is your point has to be made. If you're a salesperson, you know your elevator pitch. Your point has to be made in less than 30 seconds and probably less than 18 seconds, to be honest. 18 seconds, right? You have 18 seconds to make your point before they tune you out, especially if you're arguing, you're in an emotional state. Once you get in that and you start making these long-ass diatribes, children and women, which are children with breasts, they ain't listening to that shit. All they're going to do is gaslight you, red herring you, uh, distract, deflect, all right, redirect. They're going to do all this shit, okay? They're not going to take accountability because they believe they're adults and they're having an adult conversation. Most women don't say, okay. You know how they say, okay? You explain that shit in less than 18 seconds and you bounce the hell off and she don't have nothing, nothing to say but okay. Or kiss my ass. Now, if she chooses kiss my ass, you find you another woman. Here's the deal. Here's the deal. There are probably in excess of 4 billion women on this planet. We got to stop. <laughs> we got to stop with this. This is the one I'm going to work on and make it work. If she don't have instruction, she's going to be headed for self-destruction. And the other thing I'm going to tell you here is when you're in a relationship, whether you're in the male spot or the female spot, you can't teach an old dog new tricks. Meaning whatever you've imputed into that person in the first six weeks of that relationship, that's what you're going to be getting the rest of the damn relationship. If you don't get that shit done in the first six weeks, if you don't give her the proper instructions in the first six weeks, Forget about it. She ain't changing midstream. Neither are men changing midstream. As a matter of fact, if you know anything about training a dog, if you know anything about training a dog, what you would do is expensive training for a dog. You would send your dog to be boarded for more for no less than four weeks and no more than six weeks. And that dog trainer is going to impute everything they need to do to give that dog the ability to follow instructions that uh, further than the six week point. 
six weeks. Whatever you've done, you haven't put into that woman in six weeks. That shit ain't going to change overnight unless there's trauma, meaning she's been hurt, meaning not physically hurt, but she's been hurt or heartbroken or you, you have learned and got a thump of your head. Period. You can't teach an teach a old dog new tricks. So if you let that shit go for a year, two years, three years, forget it. Forget it. And somewhat it's your fault. This is why we tell men don't lead with love. Stop leading with love. Stop leading with romance. You're going to lead with training and instructions or you're going to be headed for self-destruction, period. <laughs> this, now, this is real game, and I'm sure some game artists preach this stuff. So this is what we tell you guys, man. We want you guys to know these things. And the reason why we want you to know them is because, you know, we don't want you to be in a bad situation. All right. So shout out to you on that one. I got to get the show going because this is going to be a long one. Let me get the first story going right here. Okay. Here we go. Doom and gloom CGA. And how do I know this stuff? Because I've made mistakes myself. I made these same mistakes. I made the same mistakes as you guys. I learned, oh, shit, I put up with the bullshit. And believe it or not, you had all the signs. You had all the signs to understand these things. You had all the signs to see these things coming. But you overlooked the red flags and whatever reason you overlooked the red flags. But here we go. Let's kick the show off with a little bit of info. We're going to go to the doom and gloom CGA. The doom and gloom report. The doom and gloom report. Sponsored by your everyday dating coach who doesn't like CGA. All right. Let's see here. Where is it? All right, so let's get some double dose of reality here. Again, I've been, I've been warning you guys of this. I told you that during these times, pre-recession, around 2020, pre-pandemic, I've been preaching 2018 and 2019, do not get in relationships now unless you have significant leverage and option. This, is, this isn't a time to be a sucker for love. But here we are, three years down the line, and here it is right here. Jeff Bezos. New, 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 new world order. He has now issued a warning to you guys that sound like the doom and gloom report over the last two to three years from CGA. Jeff Bezos warns for you normies, ham and eggers, knuckle draggers, mouth breathers, lemmings, everyday average sheeple who are nothing but consumer product purchasers, your consumers. <laughs> you ever hear a news report that says, well, the consumer data says that's you. <laughs> that's you, Normie. And that's you. Now, look up the definition of the word consumer. Look at the definition of the word consumer. Consumer means essentially a parasite. <laughs> you don't produce anything. All you do is consume. You work hard every day and you become a parasite. You become targets to corporations and media and whatnot all day running commercials on you and you're basically just a leech all right consumer just look up the definition of consumer they might say somebody who buys goods you know and then look up the next definition a parasite <laughs> a non-producer to me consumer has always been an insult because it implies that all i do is provide very little back and consume more than I actually need. As opposed to, what is the answer, CGA? Be a producer. Yeah, you're a virus. A consumer is a virus, all right? And the human being is a virus upon the planet Earth, okay? 
But while we're here, we'll do what we need to do. But with that, with that being said, what's the answer? You need to be a producer. Produce something. Creator. That's the opposite of consumer. Okay? But most people are just consumers. So here we go. What Jeff Bezos warns the lemmings is that there's a recession on the horizon. I'm sorry, Jeff Bezos, we're already in a recession, but they tried to dodge it. However, interesting that you would be advising this. This would be kind of like uh, Dr. Fauci advising a whole bunch of people to do something, even though he wasn't elected to even. What are you telling? Why are you telling this, this, sir? Why are you telling new, us this? New, 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 new world order. And he said, don't buy a TV, a fridge, or a car. Obviously, all of those things, none of those things he sells on his website. But you also should have added, do not get into a relationship because those things are, a relationship is more expensive than a car, fridge, and a TV. However, Jeff, why are you telling us this? announcement has been paid for by the new world order. By the way, I've been telling you that this is coming for a long time, right? But what I've been telling you also is that these people are the new leaders. You think your politicians are the leaders. This is not true. If you understand politics and sometimes we get mad at Biden, sometimes we get mad at Trump and we believe that they are the ones causing this. But if you understand politics, these people are essentially puppets. And the people that run America is the corporations and they run that through lobbyists. This is not a secret and it's not conspiracy. They do this through lobbyist groups, campaigns, and all that stuff, fundraising and that. And if you watch the documentary that I've loved, that I've been pushing for the last four years, and I've watched it long, long time ago, is The Men Who Built America. There is a scene in there where two rivals, um, Andrew Carnegie and I believe J.P. Morgan, or it might have been Carnegie and Rockefeller, but it was one of those two combinations, decided to influence the president by buying the president. New, 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 new world order. Not becoming the president. Not becoming the president. See, you think the people who want to lead and instruct become the president. They become the senators. They become the, the House representatives, and this is not true. It is the people who run the corporation of America, i.e. the corporations, that are making the decisions in life, similar to your boy Gates, similar to your boy Fauci, similar to your boy Bezos. These people are the ones pushing the buttons and controlling. So if he's coming out saying there's a warning, it's because he knows. It's because he potentially could be controlling. Potentially. It's because he could potentially see something that you can't see. Now, I've warned you of a recession. Does that mean I'm part of the you-know-who? Well, maybe not. That may be because I'm part of the, the 5% who are the poor, righteous teachers. See, I'm part of the people who can see. I'm part of the people who don't live on emotionals. I'm not a consumer. I'm a producer. So producers see where consumers fail. See, a consumer and a relationship aspect are the sucker for love ninjas who will get into a relationship despite the fact that you've been warned over and over again not to take on any dead weight. But you're going to take on dead weight and you're going to lose in this recession. It is going to be tough economic times. We're that much closer to not having diesel fuel. Jeff Bezos is saying this, not me. I'm not doom and gloom. Jeff Bezos is saying that we're that much closer to a train uh, railroad strike in December, early December. We're that much closer. We had a shipping supply issue. We're that much closer to eating cricket flour. Flour is made out of cricket. Cricket uh, dead carcasses. All right, we're that much closer. 
to becoming part of what people are pushing is the new green house effect, the new green effect, right? We're that much closer to it. And this is your warning. All right, everybody see this. <laughs> everybody see this. I'm not the one pushing this, but I saw this coming a long time ago. And this is why I wrote the book, The Evolution. And it was the idea that feminism will fall as soon as we hit an economic collapse of epic proportions. And in my belief, we're already hitting it. We're already hitting our strides, but I possibly, possibly what could be on the horizon, possibly, is, is a collapse of the market. And we see the signs of a potential collapse of the market. Jeff Bezos is signing off on this or potentially warning. We're seeing that the FTX thing is going to significantly affect how we do future currency, digital. Banks have already signed on to do this. And that is a, these all are create signs of a potential um, a market collapse, whether intentional or not, that if there was a market collapse, we would be pushed towards potential global economy, digital currency, whatever it is. I mean, the signs are there. If you want to ignore the signs or consider this conspiracy, I don't know what to tell you, but here it is right here. Here's your source. Here's your source. <laughs> Jeff Bezos warns of recessions. Now, this is going to affect you and your relationships. Absolutely. When there is a recession, divorce skyrockets. People don't stay together. Divorce skyrockets. So we will see if we go into 2023 and there's a significant recession, which in this next quarter reporting, we're going to be in an official recession because they changed the definition. We will be in one. And if there's any market for gazy, any one of these markets have a little bit of instability, you could be in some dire straits if you're in a relationship. I'm just letting you know. Anyway, anyway, not wait, 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 not me. I'm not letting you know. They're letting you know. All right, everybody got that. He's letting you know. So what do you do? Prepare. Okay, where, where's the dumb guy that says, so what's the solution? Number one, get my books. You will see the solutions are there. Number two, listen to me. Clean the earwax out of your ear. What's the solution? Dating and gaming, dating, running game, and relationships are dead. We will have a new way to do all of these things. Okay. All right. What else? Can I give you some happy news? Uh, let's go to Kanye West. <laughs> Kanye West. Oh, my Lord. Shout out to Anthony Brian Logan, also known as ABL. He actually was picked up as a source on a major gossip news channel like World Star. And uh, ABL's source post right here has Kanye West talking about they froze his Apple Pay. Good Lord. <laughs> They right here froze his Apple Pay. Let's hear what this brother got to say. And is this something that could affect you? Could it affect you? And that's you. All right, let's go ahead and roll the film. I went from being a multi-billionaire to not being able to use my Apple Pay four nights ago. I couldn't use my Apple Pay because somehow Adidas was able to legally go in and freeze my money. And when I see this, I think, well, if this could happen to me, this could happen to other Americans. And for what? You know, this can happen to an American that didn't even steal anything, that didn't even hurt anyone. This could just happen to you for saying the wrong idea out loud, for expressing yourself. 
Okay, so the normies are eventually going to dismiss it and say, well, him an anti-emite, him an anti-metaphile, him a metaphile, him crazy, him bipolar and whatnot. Yeah, that's what the normies going to say. But this is basically going to be biblical scripture. See, what happened was in the 2004s, 2005, they offered us that opportunity to get smartphones in which you thought you were getting something pretty much for free. You bought into it. You bought it. And then they provided you with free apps. And at the time, people like myself, you know, in the spirit of being um, a prognosticator, I said, those aren't free apps. I'm like, you're the commodity if they're giving you stuff for free. There's no such thing as a free lunch. Eventually, that's going to come back to bite you. This is similar to people that say CBDC. All right. If there's going to be a digital currency, this is about control. And then the normie will say, nah, 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 nah. That's ridiculous. Because immediately you're not going to see any form of controls. You're not going to see it. They're going to be like, this is super easy. Take your cash, transfer to this, and everything's easy. And you'll be in your consumer mode just using your currency. Oh, see it? See? See, it's easy. Well, 15, 20, 30 years down the line, then they start initiating control. Okay? Similar to social media. Oh, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube. They let y'all get on here and do what y'all wanted. And then 10, 15 years down the line, they started reining in and pulling the control lever. So this is essentially what's going to happen to you. But the normies don't see this shit. Right? Normies don't see it coming. And if he's saying, essentially, if this can happen to me, it can certainly happen to you. Um, and it will happen to you. But they just have to have all the things in place. Right. The 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 social media, they have to have the controls. Eventually, if they do have us enough on the digital or electric type of things and. And. um they don't like what you said that week, you might not be able to start your electric car. <laughs> it would be simple. That would be simple. Very simple. Or if you're out of range and they say stay within 100 miles and you're on a digital currency and you try to buy something outside of 100 miles, they certainly could reject and block that transaction. And then what do you do? Well, you know, they let you run with it for 15 years and 20 years and it was relatively easy. But after about 20 years, they started... Uh, pulling these controls, just like social media did. Twitter was fine. Facebook was fine for 15 years, and then it wasn't. Okay? Then it wasn't. Then they started saying, you can't say this, you can't say that, shadow banning, demonetizing, uh, deplat. They started using these control mechanisms, and uh, now then they start attaching it to banks. PayPal starts saying, we're going to take $2,500 out of your account. See, these things were free, and they were seemingly running fine until they weren't. But now we're so hooked on them, we can't get rid of them. Can't get rid of them. So these are the things that are going to come up. <laughs> he says it's called a support. Yep. These are the things that are going to come up. But uh, yeah, that's just um, allowing a little convenience does come with dictation, not initially, but later. And the reason why I know this, <laughs> because I am Thanos himself. You could not live with your own failure. Where did that bring you? Back to me. All right, let's get to the next one and then we'll be brief. Looks like Ice Cube. This is what we reported earlier, but it seems like Ice Cube now is uh, coming out again to reveal that he lost $9 million due to some movie roles or some films getting canceled because he wouldn't get the jibbity jab. All right. And he said, F that jibbity jab. Well, he's confirmed the reports finally, and he lost out on massive opportunities. But in hindsight, what looked like an emergency for most lemmings simply wasn't really an emergency. Many people didn't get them. Many people had apprehension. 
based on past trauma related or past history related to medical people. Some people didn't want to hear that, which was concerning for me, that people didn't want to listen to uh, a certain group of people's past trauma and history of being victimized by the medical industry, the psychology industry, and so forth and so on. They just said, just do it, just do it, or you're an anti-whoever you want to be here. Now, looking back, it doesn't seem that important. It's not that in a, much of an emergency anymore, but unfortunately, in the process of this non-emergency, he lost $9 million. Do people feel bad for him? That's up for you to decide. But I don't think it's fair that people should lose out on massive opportunities like that because people were panicking. <laughs> okay. People panicked, and all of a sudden, uh, you know, people lost jobs. They lost jobs, and now they're going to get those jobs back. And I hope people sue all of these places back, all right, and get back pay. And I hope these people can get their opportunities made up because it, it's just simply what it is, man. I think we were calling this out for what it was early on. If people were deciding to do it, let them do it. If people didn't want to do it, let them not do it. That's their own personal death that they have to potentially succumb to if they decide not to do it. As we can tell now, looking in the hindsight, it wasn't that big of a deal. But now we have to live with the long-term consequences of this, and this is why normies should not be making decisions. We will have long-term consequences based on the history between 2020 and 2021 that we will probably never overcome. But we will be feeling this pain here for the next 5, 10, 15, even 20 years. Okay, Even our children, our children will experience this. And it wasn't really that big of a deal, right? But people panicked. People panicked, man. The, the big thing is not to panic, is to basically say, adapt and overcome. Adapt and overcome. Anyway, I got to get to some contributions here. And of course, if you don't agree with me, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> All right? Like, I give a damn. Well, I had three relatives die. And, <laughs> right? When was I concerned about that? And why should I be? None of my relatives died. <laughs> What about the millions of people who didn't? I don't care about them. Where we go. All right. You know who I care about? Me. And that's you. But a lot of these people will sue the pants off of people for sure. And they'll win. Oh, they'll win. They'll win. They'll, they'll put lawsuits in the air for about 10 years. And people are going to lose ass. Not only are people going to lose ass, corporations are probably going to go bankrupt. And not only that, taxpayers are going to pay up. You're going to pay for all of that shit. <laughs> yep. You're going to pay for all of it. All right. Anyway, let's get to these super chats. Oh, what do we got here? Hold up. Hold up. Hold up. Hold up. Going back. Uh, shout out to ETC ready to work. Good morning, coach and the coach gang. He says, I need you to stop calling people names. But once, oh, but once a week, because yesterday, wait, 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 sorry. stop calling people names. But once a week, because yesterday between you saying scab peeling skeezer in the meat wagon pickups. I almost went to the hospital from laughing so much. He says, Jesus. Yep. All right, man. Hey, we got to call it what it is. Sometimes I got to use coded language, but yes, the meat wagon pickups. <laughs> you get loaded in that meat wagon. I think that was a line from Beverly Hills Cow. All right. Uh, Mr. Albert says, coach, I'm going to start a family fight tomorrow <laughs> and ask who voted for Biden. What, hey, what's Biden been doing lately? I've done some dumb things, and I'll do dumb things again. Oh, yeah. All right. Warhammer, as an ex-husband, I remember my time that I was in jail. All right. You were in jail, husband jail. All right. Simon, hey, y'all not, don't start fights over Thanksgiving, please. All right. 
Simon Small, thank you for the blue chip mindset series. Thank you, man. Force India fumbling the bag. The lead fighter pilot. Red one of the UKR uh, Air Force elite acrobatic display unit called the Red Arrows got one of his junior pilots pregnant. It was tapping a couple of them and he got fired. Mm. You <laughs> Wow. So the lead fighter pilot was clapping cheeks and he was clapping subordinates. I know people, dating coaches will overlook that shit. You know what I mean? Dating coaches will sidestep that shit. Well, it was just one guy. But think about this. You work that hard to become the leader of the filer pilots. You become that hard to be part of a prestigious air unit. You become, you work, you sacrifice, you risk, you do all of that. So a dating coach, man, going to get the peace leave, peace leave over everything. Holes over bros. Holes over yobs. You lose your yob and they be like, well, he did something wrong. He didn't run his game right. His game was air wasn't airtight like my game. My game is spendiferous. Fantastic. My pimping is. <laughs> Guys, have some discipline. This is not 1986 anymore where you can just fornicate with subordinates. I'm letting you know we need to change that shit. And we ain't going to change it anytime soon by continuing to do dumb things. Speaking of him. I've done some dumb things. And I'll do dumb things again. All right. JC says even a lion has to put in work for the peace leave. Even a lion has to put in work for the peace leave. And the lions that don't put in that work, they don't get none. Teddy KGB. He says, a cute, a cute Gordita and I worked together. We finally decided to see each other when she got a new job. I pounded it out, and she caught feelings. Come to find out, she has extreme anxiety and attempted to delete herself twice during her divorce. He says, source your women elsewhere. <laughs> she probably was a normal paper and pusher, uh, pusher, paper and pusher. A pencil pusher. Pencil and paper pusher. I messed that up. Guys, one of the red flags is anxiety. Today, they're telling you they're crazy. Yes, I said crazy. Anxiety, stress, depression. Those are all mental illnesses. Those are all symptoms of something greater. And it's not even the point. Like you guys got to, you guys got to see that. You got to, you guys got to source that out. If they have these things, and you fornicate with them, and she gets an attachment, yeah, what she didn't have is love. She had an attachment. She got attached. You're stuck with her like glue. All right, look up that song, that country song called "Stuck Like Glue." I can't remember who's the singer of the song "Stuck by Glue." I think it's a band. I can't remember. It wasn't Lady Annabellum. It was something, something. Uh, what, what was it? O'Neill, O'Neill Perez says most women will never listen to this. It is not the time to buy anything. No, they don't. They, they're not going to listen to it. All right. They're going to they're going to walk right into it because they're consumers. And uh, the consumer industry pushes and panders to women so aggressively. Um, and women are weak to commercials and, and uh, weak to marketing. They're weak to it. They succumb to it super easy. And then they'll blame they'll blame the, the consumer and the marketer. They'll blame them. Unfortunately, men, have you ever been to a shopping mall? Stuck like glue. It's a country band. 
No, it's a country band. Somewhat country, pop rock country. Suck like glue. But um, have you ever been to a shopping mall? I want you to go through a shopping mall, gentlemen. Go to a shopping mall. Sugarland is the group. Thank you, brothers. Thank you to my country people. Sugarland is the group. Maybe, maybe stuck like glue with Sean Paul. I don't know, but I'm thinking of the Sugarland band. But look, go to a shopping mall. I want you to walk the perimeter. If you're if you're in the shopping mall that has the Burlington Coat Factory at the end, it's one floor. All right, but go to a shopping mall. Go go walk around it. How many stores are there in that mall that cater to men only? <laughs> okay. How many how many stores are in that mall that cater to men only? Compared to stores that cater to purely women, all right? Purely women. Most of the stores in there. Now somebody's going to say Circuit City or some shit, Best Buy. All right? Okay, that's one a mega store, but I'm sure women go up in there too. All right, Lids would be one. That would be one. All right, most of the time you'll have some Brooks Brothers or something like I'm talking about good malls. Brooks Brothers or a polo shirt store. All right, most of the every other store in there is 50% is going to be catered to women only. Which tells you all you need to know about the statistics of women being the primary consumers in this marketplace. 80%, 90% of the consumer domestic product is consumed is 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 consumed by women okay they are the ones they're the ones that uh, the marketers cater towards this is why they said the future is female and the reason why they said it's female is because the dollars it's not because they're going to have some sort of power but the power is going to be in the dollars all right lawar moore says coach when you said doom and gloom report some viewers said see ya they got up out of here <laughs> bye-bye i don't care Rolo's Pantene hair wave is interesting when I tell, wait, when I tell me, somebody tells me, I never got the job, they shuffle. When someone tells me that they, I never got the job, they shuffle. But two years ago, I basically had to hide that I hadn't got, oh, the jab. I think you meant the jab. Okay, so it says right here. It's interesting when I tell people now that I never got the jab, they shuffle. But two years ago, I basically had to hide that I didn't get it. And he says, so I wouldn't get slammed. So glad I stuck to my principles. Absolutely. Like one thing we know about history, because I'm somewhat of a history buff, a his story buff. I know for a fact, panicking has never, ever solved the problem. All right. Anytime somebody has pushed something, most of the time they're going to push it and they're going to push it without data and say it's safe. And trust me, believe me, that immediately is a red flag to me. All right. It don't have to be a red flag to you. You can decide what you want to do. But if you come out, it's 100% safe. There's nothing wrong with it. I'll be like, shit. Like, what? I'm like, There's n you think I'm falling for that shit? <laughs> what? I would never fall for that. That is, got you got to be the dumbest idiot in the world to fall for that. What are you talking about? There's nothing wrong with it. And of course, they'll never find anything wrong with it because human nature is very protective of their own ego. You'll shoot yourself in the foot with your own firearm with no training, and you won't blame yourself. <laughs> well, <laughs> you'll find someone else to blame. So um, anyway, that's the conundrum that we're in, is that humanity is a, listen, white folks, I got to be on y'all for a minute. Y'all white folks be doing stuff like this. 
white folks, y'all the king. <laughs> y'all the kings of doing shit like this. Y'all the kings of doing this shit. Y'all be like, we made an unsinkable ship. You know that white folks will invite you out on the boat. I've been on the boat one a hundred times. I'm on the boat every summer. Nothing happens, and then something happens. Y'all make a um, y'all get stranded out in the middle of sea doing something stupid. Y'all literally are like, we made an unsinkable ship. This ship will never sink. We designed this ship, and for years they designed a freaking ship. For years, look at this ship. You can walk down there and see them building. This is the unsinkable ship. Maiden freaking voyage. When I say maiden, that means the first time the boat took off and left shore, the ship sunk. Y'all kings of this shit, man. So I'm not going to listen to white folks when they tell me to do something. <laughs> it ain't because y'all white. It's because y'all messed up a whole bunch of times. Hey, you know what? We're going to fill this balloon up with hydrogen. Oh, the humanity. <laughs> We're going to fill this balloon up with flammable gas. And it's going to be a luxury ship. What possibly could go wrong? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Oh, the humanity. Nah. One spark. Kaboom. Oh, the humanity. I, I, I'm telling you, with that being said, is it just white folks? No. What I'm telling you is human beings are fallible. You create errors all the time. Many times you put people death on, you put death contracts on people telling people, don't worry. It's just hydrogen. One spark could kill us all. Oh, the humanity. And then you want my black ass to get out there. What's wrong with you? Are you scared? Yeah, but let me see y'all survive about 50, 11 years, and I'll think about it. <laughs> right? <laughs> I'll think about it before I get on the hydrogen bomb. Eating, eating high-class dinners. You know what I'm saying? No, 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 no. <laughs> it was like the luxury people, the wealthy people got up there. This is fantastic. We're away from all these morons down there. Look at all those morons down there. We're up in a hydrogen bomb. <laughs> nah. What I'm saying is you guys make dumb decisions all the time. So I ain't going to be just the first one in line. I'm going to wait to see what all of y'all do before I make the decision. <laughs> y'all be lying. You know, nothing's going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> Let's wait and see. <laughs> for real man y'all be crazy now every now and then it works out you know the wayne right the white brothers the right the right brothers worked it out now we fly in a basically a a, a closed in tuna fish can you know mm. packed in like sardines it works probably about 199.9 percent .9 of the time i've seen it work like that for nearly 100 years i'll hop on i'll hop on the tuna can and get from coast to coast in a couple of hours Hey, why not? It's been working for 100 years. But now I'm going to be the first one up there. <laughs> All right, hold up for a second. Uh, Weeland says, you are so right, Coach. Fake book controlling, folks. Instagram and OnlyFans will be next. 304s be paying. Yes, indeed. It's only a matter of time. All right, speaking my mind. Oh, I can't. I got to go on. Speaking my mind, always remember men. Always remember M-O-B, money over beaches. All right, most hate Chris. Sup? 
just pearly things let you wait. He says, you know, I just pay rent. All right. Uh Oh, what? What? I just pay rent. So here's some change. All right. Oh, no. You said just coaching things. He said just coaching things. Okay. He said, what's up? Just coaching things. I thought you said Pearl. He says, you know, I just pay rent. So here's some change. I sub to your local. So direct me to the junior college. Hello. All right, last two, Lawar Moore again. Thank you very much for the Blue Chip Mindset Series. You already know. You know I already am a fan of you before you brought it forward. We do need it indeed. Thank you, Lawar. Teddy KGB, he says, I wonder if the gang got that old humanity clip that came from the Hinderberg. Oh, the humanity. Yeah. So that's why I definitely referenced it. That old the humanity. Oh, the humanity. As a result, the dude's getting in a hydrogen blimp <laughs> and it's exploding. Oh, what happened? Oh, there was a spark. All right, where are we at here? Shout out to Rio. Ex-wife, stepson, brought new during, wait, brought new during COVID. Do you mean bought? Ex-wife, stepson, brought or bought new during COVID. Not sure what that means, brother. All right. That one uh, went past me. We got, uh, did I get Mr. Norris is in the building? Chuck Norris. (laughs) I don't know who this is. All right, um, let's see here. Jay Cool says blue chip money mindset Wednesday is the best. Also, I am not hungry for lunch today, so here is some money for a coffee to you instead. Shout out to you. All right. You ever see that great meme about people say you could save money by taking your own lunch to work? Which is normie thought. Because sooner or later, you're going to eat that lunch at 10 o'clock. And then your ass going to be hungry for lunch at 1230. Mm. <laughs> so now you need you bought money you bought the money to buy your peanut butter and jelly sandwich and chips now you ate that shit at 10 o'clock you ate it before your ass got to work you ate it right when you <laughs> your ass sat down at your desk <laughs> now at 12 30 you be hungry you know you ain't eating it till you get off you be like oh shit <laughs> oh lord shout out to sau morning coach wednesday and sundays are my favorite the diets don't work for you the same Yep, you better. Now you need money to buy you a second lunch. Ate it in the car. <laughs> Who done that? Come on, man. We're 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 humans, man. We all do that shit. Yep, you be at the vending machine. You be at the vending machine. No government name, please. And thank you. I'm back in the office after two years of working from home. And my work wife, who is married, is flirting hard with me once again. Slap some sense into me, coach. Dude, these are the man. Look, hey, look. Have y'all noticed? Have y'all noticed that women are flirting harder and harder in the last year than they did in the last 10 years? Have y'all noticed that? Like even dudes that don't have no game, they pushing peace leave on you right now. Van said, Coach, you missed my PayPal question yesterday. It is important to me. And if you need help, let me know with the YouTube ad- analytics. Okay. I don't know what happened. All right. Hold on for a second. I'm going to have to. Come back and find that because I'm really, really behind. Shout out to Caitlin says, what's up, coach? I watched the replay of your stream on Meghan Markle and her 304 pass. The question we should continue to ask women is if they want to be praised for getting sex easily, then why can't they reveal their body counts? Yeah, man. Again, listen, you're negotiating as with um, Chronicles of Judah says you're negotiating with children with breasts. Again, whatever they want, they want it in the moment. I want it now. And you give it to them. Eventually, they're going to have a new want. I've raised children. This is how children behave. 
uh, whatever women want to you want that you want them to give you, they will work for it, work for it, work for it. Eventually, they will paint themselves into a corner. They will mock themselves in the corner and they will realize that although you gave them what they asked for in the moment, once you gave it to them, they will realize they need a new ask. Anybody been in a relationship? We know this. This is why the best and most powerful words you can use is no. This is why in the first six weeks, you set the uh, you set the standard. You give them the instructions. This is what you're going to get. Now, the minute you over ask, you're leaving. Get out. <laughs> they be painting themselves in the corner. And that's because they use emotion and they never see things play out. They never get to see that. And then even then when things play out, we bail them out. We need to stop doing that. Or if you continue to do that, you need to start providing instructions. She wants, they want to be able to have sex however they want and not to be judged on it. Well, that means you need to be up forward in front with the amount of men you've had sex with. You should be able to say it off the top of your dome. But the problem is it hurts your pride to be able to admit something like that. And uh, we've allowed, I'll give you an example. And this is the blue chip mindset here. I'll give you an example of this. We're not supposed to judge on their age, but they can keep their age hidden. Like, even though they say 45 is the new 25, even though they say things like this, they also, at the same time, won't reveal their age. Well, how old do you think I am? Well, a, a man doesn't ask a woman her age. Like, what the hell is this? If it didn't matter, tell us what it is. <laughs> Stop playing games with the age damn thing. See, this is all buffoonery. A woman doesn't tell her age. Look, you old bat, you told me age don't matter. You told me I was a metaphile for going to the junior college. Kick the damn age off. Don't make me jump through hoops and hurdles and you falling back on the old, <laughs> a woman doesn't reveal her age. Shut your ass up. All right, you want to be an adult or what? Let's be an adult about this shit. I'm tired of play. I don't like to play games with people. And women be like, I don't play games. Okay, how old are you? A woman doesn't tell her age. Or how many people she doesn't kiss her tail either. Hold up. You know what a woman doesn't, you know what a woman also doesn't do? They don't talk unless acknowledged. All right, anyway, but you ain't following that either. <laughs> okay, let me stop. Hey, what do we got going on? Do we need a moment to grift real quick? Yes, we do. It is time for a moment to grift. Yes. Yeah, let's get it going, man. Let's get it going. Let's get that money going. Hey, man, look, check out the Notorious CGA channel. I got a great video that I'm going to post in the community tabs of all of my channels. Look at this great video right there. Demonetized seven times in one day. Surely a video to go viral. And it has already got good, good pickup right now. 7.5K views in the last day on the Notorious CGA channel. And I explained to the grifters and to everybody else, a lot of people don't know and are not aware. I got demonetized on seven channels in one day. All right, go check out that video. I will put it in the community tabs and the other, other tabs. All right, check out. Also, I've been teasing this for months and months, but the Coach Greg Adams coaching program only for a select few. If you can't afford it, that means you don't need it. I don't want people making videos. He's charging X, Y, and Z for this. If your punk ass can't afford it, that's all it is. You don't have to do it. I'm not marketing to you, but I know I have probably 200 men that have applied for this coaching program as a matter of fact you can get it at gregadams1.com go up to the link 
up here and we are selecting a few good men to be able to be guided into this new world new world into 2023 go up to the coaching program link and you can enroll you'll hear a message an old message from cga click the enroll tab fill it out and whatnot and i might get notified but what you're gonna do is you're gonna get an email in the building and i got money we're gonna get this money in the building yes indeed that's what we're gonna do by the way over 400,000 subscribers across this platform many people telling me to go to other platforms and whatnot but i'm gonna give you a piece of advice as a content creator one of the dumbest things you can do is leave this platform to go form your own platform. You don't have the beauty and benefit of the algorithm. Sure, you can take the current viewers over there, but you will not get pitched through and get new viewers. So until there's a honest, honest competitor in this landscape, YouTube is the beast. I've seen many people leave this platform only to bring their punk ass back. Hello, I'm back. Yes, of course you are because you can't survive with this without it it is the beast you got to do whatever you got to do to survive out here yes rumble's not a competitor your own platform's not a competitor you're going to need to be here until you can't not many people have left on their own accord many people have left and brought their ass back when they realize they don't have the beauty of the algorithm even when the algorithm sucks against you it's way more beneficial than just going on and forming your own platform and trying to funnel your current viewers off the platform you know most of the lemmings ain't leaving youtube most of the lemmings ain't leaving youtube they ass is gonna be here for a long time and that's the benefit of it and uh they're never going to be off this platform so anyway a moment to grift by trollo sponsored by trollo candy the hard shell candy that's a little bit old and has a little bit of jealousy in the middle shout out to trollo candy you can pick it up at your local male jealousy candy store all right shout out to everybody there <laughs> all right we in here in the building we're just supporting everybody we're just supporting everybody um be careful who you mate select with be careful with your mate selection we're gonna go over a couple of things right here a couple of things right here that music was bumping that music was bumping i love that music where are we at here uh check this out be careful with your base selection. Uh, look at this gordita. Uh-oh. Gordita. Lord have mercy. Woman arrested for burning boyfriend's house down. Guys, we tell you guys this. And this is all to get access to a woman. We got to be more disciplined than this. And I know she made you feel good. She loved you for you. She tickled your balls. But you missed all the warning signs. This is a 21-year-old woman. Obviously handcuffed somewhere near the borderline of Texas and Mexico. I'm going to assume that. And somewhere, some Jordans are getting burned out. Okay, what happened here? Police in Brownsville, Texas. Nope, it's not Brownsville, Texas. Arrested a 23-year-old woman for allegedly burning down the house of her boyfriend. Sanida, Sanada Soto was charged with one count of burglary and one count of arson. Texas firefighters responded to a house in Bexar County early Sunday morning with the owner after the owner said Soto had broken into the house and set it on fire. She also reportedly stole some items from the house. In a Facebook post, the sheriff office in Bexar County said Soto was in a romantic relationship with a family member of the house owner of the homeowner. <laughs> she was in a relationship with the family member of the homeowner. So it wasn't even him 
Officials say Soto had FaceTime her boyfriend when another woman answered his phone. This Now, this woman was identified as a relative of the boyfriend. A relative. It wasn't even another woman. So the women were like, see, he was cheating on me. Now, ladies, can we ask? I, I have to get something cleared up for men and women. And this is still blue chip mindset. Women, just because a person and men and men, just because a person cheated on you does not give you the right to delete them, harm them, damage property and so forth. Can we be mature adults here? Or are you going to be children with breasts? Men, are you going to be simps and beta? Somebody cheats on you and you damage property, you delete them. This is sucker stuff. This is sucker stuff. And it proves that we as human beings are nothing but animals. Nope. Just move on with life. They selected somebody else. It's that simple. Yes, it hurts. And you'll be like, oh, man, I can't believe. First of all, monogamy is a myth. But in this situation, he wasn't even cheating on her. And she believes she had the right to do what she did here. So much for romance. Soto became upset that the other woman answered her boyfriend's phone and went directly to the boyfriend's house. And that's when officials said she lit the couch in the living room on fire. Well, this is what happens when you shop at cheap ass furniture stores. All right. But that's that's neither here nor there. (laughs) Video captured the fire spreading from the couch and causing the house to go up in flames. I, I feel bad for that. When you when you when your house catches on fire, you lose a lot of stuff. All right, sheriff's offices said more than $500,000 in damages were caused by the fire, all right? And it says here, what happened? I thought I was sharing it. It says authorities said Soto texted her boyfriend when the house was on fire saying, I hope your house is okay. Mm. Officials investigated the arson and issued two warrants for Soto's arrest. She was taken into custody Monday morning. I'm glad they acted promptly on this particular issue. Okay. I'm glad they acted promptly on this particular issue. Let me see here. Uh, The next story on this one, and this is another situation here that I've warned men about. And uh, we're going to go to a woman named Valerie Bertinelli. For you young guys, you don't know the importance of one Valerie Bertinelli. And I believe I might have spelled her name wrong in here. So maybe I can put, I'll put an E where the A is at. I'll put an E where the A is at. Valerie Bertinelli for you young men. Let me show her. Let me show Valerie Bertinelli Bertinelli currently. This is her. This is currently. This is Valerie Bertinelli currently. And you're like, why are we talking about this old turkey neck pog? I get it. But Valerie Bertinelli, if you don't know you young dudes, she's the poster child of the game that we play. Would you take her in her prime or would you take her in her decline? See, gentlemen, the wall is undefeated. This was Valerie Bertinelli in the late 70s and early 80s. This is Valerie Bertinelli in the 80s. This is Valerie Bertinelli, who played a teen on the show um, one day at a time about a single mother straggle, raising two daughters, one a raging libtard and one a 
piece of jail bait. Anyway, this is Valerie Personnelli. All right. All right. One of the propagandas. This is Valerie Bertinelli who married Eddie Van Halen back in the prime here. This is, well, that's a little too young. And by the way, she was an adult when she played a teenager, so don't be mad. But Valerie Bertinelli was a sex symbol in the late 70s. Now, look at her looking like Master Splinter. All right, this is what happens. <laughs> Valerie Bertinelli, ladies and gentlemen, and Master Splinter. All right, definitely. All right, let's, let's stop. Hey, wait a minute. I thought I was going here. Anyway, why am I telling you about Valerie Bertinelli? The reason why I'm telling you is this right here. I want you to read this headline. And this is what happens when you get into long-term marriages. She's been married and divorced twice now. What happens is they believe it's a prison. They believe they've been controlled and manipulated, even though they probably pushed for the marriage. This is a warning. And then they push for the marriage. And then when it ends, they act like they've been freed from bondage. They celebrate. They tap dance on your financial grave. They say, it's over. I'm out of here. Finally. When they were the one that pushed it and they were the ones who initiated the divorce. You got to stop falling for this plan. So now Valerie Bertinelli. Yes. As of this morning over here. It's over finally. She's celebrating. It says right here, her force, your her divorce is official from Tom, I believe, Vital or Vitali. And she couldn't be happier about it. Mm. That actress took to Twitter to celebrate on Tuesday, which she called the second best day of my life. <laughs> my lawyer just called the one day at a, of a time alum, age 62, age 60. Freaking two gushed in the video. Of course, she took to the court of public opinion. The papers are signed. They've all been filed. They're they're about to be filed. Okay. On 11-22-22, which is the official death day of one John F. Kennedy. Let's take a moment to of silence for him getting a head part on this day some 50 plus years ago. All right. On JFK Day, I'm officially effing divorced. Bertinelli continue happily divorced. Finally, it's finally over. Ladies, what happened to love? <laughs> See, this is what I'm talking about. This is why you this is the danger of this marital contract. I can guarantee you she was the one saying, let's take it all the way. Let's make it last forever. And here she is tap dancing, saying it's the second best day of her life. She's already been married and divorced. There goes the divorce rate. The Emmy winner concluded with an excited yes. She included the words happily divorced across the footage. Um, It says right here, social media uploads uh, comes one year after she filed for legal separation from Vital or Vital whom she married in January 2011, 2011. So they got past the, it looks like under 10 years if she filed last year. It says the Golden Globe winner went on to file for divorce in May, mm. selling her wedding ring and her Jimmy Choo sandals from the ceremony four months later. Holy moly. And that's you.
Here we go right here. So anyway, they reached a settlement in their divorce that same month prior to her relationship with Vital. She was married to musician Eddie Van Halen for uh, a little over 20 years. Okay, so she's a two-time loser in terms of marriage and divorce. And again, she's a celebrity, so we don't take our we don't take our cues from celebrity, but we do use them to highlight the marital industry because sometimes they can make a mockery out of it. And many women do follow the celebrities. Hey, I can find love like Valerie Bertinelli. And then that influences her into your relationships. So it's not the celebrity that we follow. It is the women that follow the celebrity and then try to repeat their efforts. And ultimately, I guarantee you, she's affected at least 100 to 1,000 women at the age of 62 to leave their husband and force him to be into financial ruins because, hey, I tap dance on this financial grave right now. I'm happy. This is the second happiest day of my life. Wow. How many brothers are going to be all up in her DMs right now? You know ninjas is like, I'll take that. She's the old version of that damn Rachel Ray. Guys, I'll take her like this. All right. I'm I'm trying to I'm trying to see if I uh, she got some granddaughters or something. Where, where's she at? Hey, there's a there's a there's something that I've always said. There's something that I always said. And people can you can call me a metaphile. You can call me a metaphile for this. I don't care. It's still the blue chip mindset. Here's the deal. Ask yourself this for the people who don't like my message. What? Uh, it, it, I'm a man in my 40s, approaching 50, knocking on heaven's 50s door. What? Who am I most likely to date? Who am I most likely to date? And I'm going to take a person and I'm going to take a couple of years off of them. Let's say a woman comes to me and she's 38 years old. I'll give it somewhat, somewhat, somewhat. She's 38 and I'm 47. There's a nine-year difference or so. Who am I going to date in the next five years? Like, so if you take a 38-year-old woman to date and in five years she'll be 43, or you take a woman who's 19 and in five years she'll be 24, who is CGA more likely to date? Who am I most likely to date out of both of those people? I'll wait. <laughs> very simple answer there's a 90% chance that I will be lame betwixt the legs of the younger one that in 5 years she'll be 24 versus the one that is 38 and she'll be 43 and four <laughs> oh my lord it is what it is you gotta stack it's simple math Somebody says 38 is age appropriate. <laughs> he says it's age appropriate. Super, super, super easy. At the point five years down the line, she's lost significant value. I ain't taking that, brothers. I ain't taking that. All right, last, last one. Next episode here. Still the blue chip mindset. Here we go. Adapt and overcome. We're going to take a look at uh, some of you guys that have been put in a bad situation based on your parentage. Your parentage has produced a lot of trauma upon you people, but your parents did your absolute best. So we'll give all the parents a shout out here. Many of you guys, uh, we make jokes about this, of how how much of a dangerous life we led when we were young, right? The You know, your, you, you ate sugar sandwiches, served sandwiches. 
You had dastardly things done with you. You were left alone as latchkey kids. You were left in daycare centers, a.k.a. future prison cubicles, uh, uh, the future place for future prisoners and gangbangers and teenage pregnancies, boys and girls clubs. You were left alone for people to pursue uh, absolutely choice slave jobs. But that's a, that's neither here nor there. But um, we laugh about it now, but that produced significant trauma. Let me take you to a video of a single mother. It looks like a single mother with uh, multiple children, multiple mistakes, serving up prison food to her children. Let's go ahead. <laughs> oh, man. Somebody said coach should be going for 29 to 36 year old ladies. Oh, boy. What do you base that on? Like, what possibly do you base that on? Oh, simp math. Simp math. Simp math has entered the building. Oh, boy. It is time to get your calculators out. Ladies and gentlemen, get your calculators out. The simp mathematicians are in the building. All right. Hold on for a second. Uh-oh. Where's my calculum later? I might have to use... I might have to use the social construct of simp math. Hold on for a second. Here we go. You're old, bro. Simp math is here. We're about to do simp algebra, ladies and gentlemen. All right. Hold on for a second. Let me get the, let me get the picture up. Um. Let's get the let's get the, let's get the let's get the math out. Simp math is here. All right. He's gonna tell us based on his own personal math based on what he believes I should be doing in the position I am in life solely because he's a broke ninja. All right, broke ninja math. All right, let's see if I can pull this up. The simp math has entered the building, and he's going to say based on age alone, based on age alone, not income, not maturity, not mental, not access, not anything, just on age alone. Here he is. There he is right there. There, there, there he is right there. Hold on for a second. Let's get his music up. Mark, well, you're this age, so Bacock, you should be going for Bacock. There he is right there. Please go ahead now. The audience is yours, Mr. Sent Math. Let us know based on what you got, Bacock. Sent Mathematics Algebra. <laughs> Here he is right there. Well, coach, well, it's very simple, Bacock. It's very simple. Everybody knows, Burkark. Well, give me your calculations here. Uh, point me to where. <laughs> well, because you're old, Burkark. <laughs> well, actually, Burkark, you'll have more success, Burkark. How did you get there, sir? Tell me, tell me how you got there. Well, you're old, Burkark. <laughs> Gump Math Class 101. Here we go. Instructed by Sent Mathematician. Burkark. He doesn't take into account my financial position. He doesn't take into account location. He doesn't take into account top 10, top tier percent. He he think I'm a broke ninja sitting in here in my one bedroom studio. He has no idea. Burkhart, he's sitting at home in this mama's basement. Burkhart, based on sit math, Burkhart. Mm. <laughs> All right, there he is. All right, I just wanted to highlight him. He was here. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
<laughs> Thank you for being here. I appreciate you, and I appreciate your opinion. <laughs> All right, where are we at here? This is going to be uh, prison food sponsored by the Simp Mathematician Single Mother. This is how this guy grew up. This guy grew up. This guy grew up. He says he doesn't take into account because I can. Exactly. Here it is right here. This is this, this, is this guy, the Simp Mathematician Single Mother. He wants me to date an old, washed-up single mother, too. I'm sure you want me to date a single mother, too. Got it. All right, this is this how this guy grew up, all right, eating prison food served by his mama, who doing the best she can, baby. Baby, mama doing the best she can. This is how you guys grew up, and this is why you have a poor poverty mindset today. Mom serves her kids spaghetti on an aluminum foil table. Let's go ahead and listen. When you don't feel like washing dishes and you have four kids to feed, this is yeah, what you do. Let's go, boy. Get it done, Isaiah. Go. Yes. Put your garlic bread. I made some homemade garlic bread. Now, here's the deal. I'm not crapping on people. I've eaten like I haven't eaten on the aluminum foil table. I would imagine that this is like three dollars worth of aluminum foil. Spread across the table. But she said when you don't feel like doing dishes. You're going to use three dollars of aluminum foil, no paper plates, no, not even no reused paper plates. Not even reused paper plates. I mean, you could have washed some paper plates. There ain't even no damn spaghetti meat on that damn thing. We just got buttered noodles. Okay. And we got homemade garlic bread. Listen, I've been here. So listen, I can make fun of this shit. I've been in the straggle Olympics. I've been in straggle poor poverty mindset. I've been homeless. We'll talk about it later. <laughs> but this is how you screw your kids mentality up. This is how when people say slavery is a choice, you don't realize it because your parents made the choice for you. And now you're in poverty. Hey, we got to do what we got to do. But this can't no way in no hell. <laughs> in no way this could be considered proper parenting. As a matter of fact. As a matter of fact, let's just say the mother of these, the single mother, I'm assuming, of these four children, cheering. Let's just say on custody exchange day. The father of these children on his supervised visitation put spaghetti noodles on an aluminum foil laden table with garlic bread out of a damn Wonder Bread loaf. Let's just say he posted that shit on the internet. What would the world be saying about that father? <laughs> Let's think CPA would be knocking at, dude, whoever the old social worker watching the supervised visitation whatever social worker that is would literally strip the kids of custody that day. CPA would be knocking. CPS would be knocking at your door. However, we give this shit a pass. This is why you're in a poverty mindset. Let's continue. Something quick and easy. Oh, there's the meat. Oh my goodness. Ragu. Look at me smile. 
Thumbs up, smile. Well. When you don't feel like washing dishes and you have four kids to feed, this is yes, what you do. Get it done, Isaiah, go. Yes. Put your garlic bread. I made some homemade garlic bread. Something quick and easy. Look at me smile. Thumbs up, smile. Yeah, man. Um, these men will blame the white man in the future. They gonna blame these brothers definitely gonna blame the white man for all of their setbacks. This is why we educate you to do what you need to do here. This is a woman I had to do the best I could. I bet you they don't have the same daddy. I'm just gonna bet. No, maybe two of them have the same daddy. You're going to have to pay for all my children. Somebody be held accountable and they need to pay. These people, these brothers right here are going to blame the white man for their problems. For sure. Y'all going to be up in here. Re uh, reparations and, and, and chattel slavery. You know where you were a slave? With your single mother. All right. We need to shift the mindset. Most of the bad things that happened to you happened probably circa 1960s and forward and had nothing to do with 1800s and backwards. I've been trying to condition you that and explain to that most of the choices that you made that have affected your, uh, your, um, your life immediately. Most of the negative things that have affected your life immediately came from either your mother or your grandmother, not your great, great, great grandpappy. I can guarantee you your great, great grandpappy had overcome long time ago. He probably corrected the situation only for your grandmammy or your mammy to fall for feminism. She fell for the strong and independent. She fell for the Mary Tyler Moore and the whole, um, uh, what was the girl's name? Diane Carroll's character. She fell for one day at a time. She fell for all the programming. She was a consumer lemming. And now you are eating spaghetti off an aluminum foil table that would surely cost your father custody if he repeated this. Mm. Now, if you want to disagree with that, that tells me where you are in your mind. But by the way, this will be sponsored by the Negro community. <laughs> you know what I mean? They do frown upon the shenanigans of this show, but I want to know what shenanigans are you frowning upon? Are you frowning upon the woman putting a pile of spaghetti for their future prison inmate sons or frowning upon the shenanigans of the CGA channel? I want to know. New, 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 new world order. Murphy Brown. By the way, if you've ever thought about this, and this is one of the things you think about once you mature, get responsibility, pay taxes, there was a movement in the 90s that many people were vehemently against, especially listeners of hip hop. We love the fact that Tupac and Two Live Crew and all of these people in WA could say what they wanted to say. And we surely did love and were become influenced and entertained by such music. However, during that time, there were people, mostly hypocrites, but there were people that were coming forth with this, uh, um, uh, a, an agenda called the family values agenda. The family values agenda. And that agenda specifically said we need to preserve the two parent household. We need to push forth imagery that pushes forth the family values. 
industry. See Dolores Dolores Tucker, the old lady who seemed to be a nuisance, was saying we need to stop calling women bees and hoes in music. There was a reverend called, I can't remember his name, but he would say we're not against rap. We're not against rappers, but we're against those thugs. Right? And he was pushing forth the imagery of hip-hop music as it was going to be dangerous because we're not pushing forth family values. We're pushing forth sexual hydro, uh, hyperactivity and we're pushing forth single motherism and we're pushing forth thotterism as empowerment. Now, when I was young, uh, Calvin Butts, when I was young, I was like, this is bullshit. This is bullshit. We need to say what we need to say. We need to do what we want to do. We, need, we can listen to this thuggery. We can listen to this damn ratchetness. But interesting enough, that is exactly what ruined us going into the future. I love hip-hop. But hip-hop has been a time bomb amongst the community. And as such now, it's pure, it's pure buffoonery and clownery right now. Okay. Now, with that being said here, the family values, preserving family values is what we needed. And we now see the long-term effects of this music and imagery pushed forth in the music and the entertainment, and so forth. And now, do we have more family values? We've had less family values, right? We have more single uh, motherism. We have more thottery. We have thottery now that is monetized and normalized. You have pretty much pornography, softcore pornography on Instagram. You have women selling their bodies left and right. You have men that are been pushed into an effeminate position in society, all for the desires to get a little bit of a sniff of stank box. You have a basically a society that's been flipped upside down and they tried to warn us. They tried to warn us and we rebuked the spirit. We rebuked um, C. Dolores Tucker. We rebuked Calvin Butts. We rebuked Tipper and Al Gore. We rebuked Vice President. Um, what was his name? He couldn't spell tomato. Vice President Dan Quell. We rebuked Dan Quell and his goofy wife. And now, look at us now. You can't tell me that it worked out in our favor and we're still complaining about the same things we complained about in the 90s. Hmm. Hmm. Anyway. Somebody's, oh, Twitter too. Twitter as well is off the chain. It's pretty much, I was surprised that Twitter does have softcore, I mean, it has hardcore prawn on it. I remember the first time I came across it, I was like, whoa, interesting. Anyway, we about to get to some really, really, really good information related to um, men fumbling the bag for meaningless sex. But before we do, I better catch up on some super chats. Super chats and all of that stuff, contributions. I appreciate the contributions. This is where the real, real hardcore blue chip message is going to be. We had to do that to give you some background information. So when people say, I I often get blamed for this people not dating and getting married, but trust me, it wasn't me. I didn't ruin this. I provided a solution to this. And the solution is to use the power of your feet and your wallet. They've created a scenario that is almost insurmountable that we cannot come back from. So why keep contributing and doubling down on something that is not working for the masses? No anecdotal evidence here, please. Dating coaches, please, with the anecdotal evidence, it's not a means of supporting your argument. Uh, People who are successfully married, congratulations. You're up now. You're winning now. Please do not use your marriage 
as a means to provide evidence against my argument here. As a total group in America, marriage is a clown show. Relationships are disastrous. Okay. As a total unit, as a whole, we're failing and we're pushed forward to fail more. Chuck Schumer has showed you this. I have demonstrated this. Uh, the, uh, the, the statistics that tell us the marketing firm saying 52% of women are going to be single and childless. And by 2030, I'm not, I didn't ruin it. I didn't ruin it. Yeah, the skit guy is <laughs> a skit. Somebody said the spaghetti thing. I didn't ruin it. So please don't push that forward on me. Kevin Samuels didn't ruin it. We were a response and or an adjustment to what was present, presented for, right? Um, we were told that women dancing and stripping was empowerment. And that was probably about four years ago, five years ago with the whole slut shaming and, and uh, Jennifer Lopez and old ass 50 year old Shakira on the Super Bowl stripping. And look at us now. Look at where we are two, three, four years later down the line. Full monetized women. And they'll just take a video of them walking with their ass jiggling. Okay, this is where we are. Okay, here. Stripping in the park during the pandemic. This is where we've arrived. And you're blaming me? You have the nerve and the gall to blame me? When I come up with the adjustment for, for self-preservation, I come up with the adjustment method for self-preservation, which is the free agent lifestyle, which is the blue chip mindset, which is the money mindset. I come up with the self-preservation module, learning, uh, learning module. I'm the problem. I'm the one that needs to be censored or uh, how you guys screwed it up. You guys screwed the pooch. You came up with no fault divorce and you abused the court system. But these child support cases bring frivolous and petty. And then I tell men avoid it. And I'm the problem. Well, it won't happen to me. I know what love is. No, nah, we ain't hearing that no more. And I want no more men to follow for that shit. No, no fall for that. Here we are. Zero fallout. Did you hear about the XXs that are crying about Twitter? Now they're mad because the majority were females. Oh, that they lost their job. He says those people are out of touch with reality. They think criticizing and making demands of their boss was okay. Again, let's go back to how you train a dog. Your dog will try to dictate to you what the dog wants to do. And the dog will say, no, I don't want to go in my crate. No, I don't want to go outside or I want to come inside or whatnot. You need to tell the dog you're in charge. Same thing with your children. We now let the children dictate how they're being parented. This is a recipe for disaster. Well, I don't want to hurt the kid. Your kid going to have to be hurt. You know why? Because they're dumb. That's why. Their brains don't develop into a 25 fully. They're somewhat developed, some more earlier, some way later. But kids don't get to dictate how they're parented. Neither do they get input on how they're educated. Neither does a dog tell you how to be trained or dictate what they do. Okay. And there's punishment and consequences for not following the instruction. 
Same thing with your wife. If she's in a position not to protect and provide for herself fully without the use of the government or the use of you, she doesn't create the rules. She can she can actually have input in how things work. But unless she's fully self-sufficient, she doesn't get to provide the, the results, uh, the rules. She doesn't set the rules. He who has the power sets the rules. He who has the money sets the rules. But, uh, of course, the employees now want to tell the boss how to do their job. Problem is, the boss has more skin in the game. The boss has more accountability and responsibility. I have more to lose. Yes, I get paid more, as I should, because I have more risk. But people want bosses today to be simps. People want bosses to be uh, today to be simps. They want to go to the boss and tell the boss what to do. You make $25,000 a year. You have no skin in the game. If it doesn't work, you don't get blamed. I do. As a result, you can't tell me how to do this. And if you don't want to work here, I can find another monkey to do this. <laughs> so the women of the, tw they're doing this. You can quiet quit. You can go into poverty. I don't care. But they all want the boss to be, listen, listen, listen. A good boss listens. A good boss works with his employees. We've gone off the rails with these ideas. These ideas have overwhelmingly not worked. It has given the inmates the power, and now the inmates are running the asylum. And sure enough, when it gets hard for the inmates, guess what they do? Hold on. I've been traumatized. My mental health, I have anxiety, depression, stress. Stress from what? <laughs> like what? What are y'all doing? You have stress because you're not living your favorite Instagram celebrity's lifestyle? I would be stressed out about that too. So the same people who want to dictate the rules obviously can't even have the mental capacity or mental health to actually dictate anything, even their own lives. What are we doing in America? This is the blue chip mindset. This is reprehensible. These people ultimately fold like a cheap suit or a lawn chair when they get a little bit of damn adversity and they run to the American Psychology Association or whatever it is, the APA, and the APA coddles them like a enabling single mother. All right. <laughs> Coddling. Oh. Shout out to ladies love. Oh, no, no. Neo Mad says last night got me a slow Tuesday white. Oh, shout out to you. You were stanking up the place. Shout out to ladies love cool C. My aunt passed away from self deletion. We say this on that. And he says my family members looked at him. Wait, my family and my family members looked at him as a suspect, which I'm assuming her husband and he's being investigated. So I'm assuming the the husband of your aunt self-deleted, and now the family members are looking at the, well, that's the that's the opposite effect of what we were talking about, about the Green Ranger. Um, they He self-deleted, and they swept that shit up under the rug. <laughs> you know what I mean? Even though there was previously a domestic dispute that day. And, of course, I called it out. There had to be one monkey simp in there, and he came into the rescue. He came into the rescue. He said, can we let him rest in peace before we push your agenda of why he got deleted? So you want to let time go by 
you want to let her get all the accolades, collect all the life insurance, move the hell on, and we sweep another man into his pine box and nobody calls it out. Okay, how about we let OJ just let Nicole rest in peace and then we'll get to the bottom of the crime. I'll wait. We'll let a couple of years go by before we push the agenda to get that ninja arrested. All right, so she lost her life. Can we let Nicole rest in peace before we get down to the bottom of this? Nope. See how that works? You guys will let men die right there in front of you. You guys will let men die right there in front of you, and you will you will see the writing on the wall. I will prove that it had a direct impact, and y'all won't call for justice. Mm. Nah, I'm just saying. Now, if it's the other way around, we need to get him. Obviously, he did something. Even the family members do it. <laughs> like, man, will y'all let will y'all fight for men? Will y'all fight for men? It's not a crime to fight for men. Our natural instinct is to protect women. But we've lost sight of what protecting women mean. And this is why society is in the position it is. We overprotect, meaning we protect them at the wrong time. We, we, we will protect them at the wrong time, meaning when it's time to, for them to face adversity and to be held accountable and responsible, we protect them. When it's time for a guy to put a woman in her place, at least his wife, to make sure his household is run efficiently, a guy will come and try to protect her. And he's like, look, man, this is my household. I needed to run efficiently and effectively. I needed to run with precision, with the precision in the engine of a Volkswagen Porsche 911-992. I needed to be an efficient running engine. A simp will interfere and protect that woman. That's not the time to protect her. She's getting guidance and instruction. It is not your job to interfere and butt your nose into it. But obviously, when the shoes are on the, on the other foot, you look the other way. Okay? I, this is the blue chip mindset. This is how we lost our way as a society. All right. We do this in, in, and we interfere in people's parentage like that. I'm trying to provide guidance for my children. People will come in and interfere. Oh, that's not the way you do it. Uh, and your kids running over you, stepping all over your toes and your face. You don't even have control over your damn kids, but you want to tell somebody else how to get their kids in order. Your kids running around here with their future ambitions to be a manager at Subway by the age of 30. And you want to tell me? <laughs> you want to tell me? About pressure? You want to tell me about not giving guidance and instruction you want to tell me about not having a goal-oriented child and putting expectations see this is the problem with the world man and then when the shit hits the fan nobody got any answers y'all waiting for people to solve your problems i've done some dumb things and i'll do dumb things again <laughs> don't elect me as president do not elect me as the president Jay Rodriguez, coach, thanks for all your work helping, man. Happy Thanksgiving from the Cesar Chavez Boulevard Community MGTOW for life. JC, your character voices are undefeated. Shout out to my favorite African-American over here. Oh, look at my African-American over here. Look at him. Are you the greatest? You know what I'm talking about? You don't need to have money. You can be the manager at Subway at age 32. There's nothing wrong with that. And you can live in your mama's house until you get your life in order.
which you're never going to. All right, shout out to Rodrigo De Silva. What's up, coach? Just started my YouTube channel about data science, technical content, RC Dados. Any advice? Thank you. Yeah, get on your grind. All right, we're not going to uh, appreciate you, man. Sound like you're going to get it, though, but we're not going to focus on that today. Lawar Moore, aluminum foil table. He says, I spent time in the projects and didn't see anything that bad. Man, she was feeding them like she was feeding them a horse at a water trough. I mean, wow. JC says hip-hop lost its course when it adapted or adopted the gang culture. Dude, they gave us warning signs on that. Of course, I mean, some of the best music has come as a result of that. Um, so I'm kind of in between on hip-hop, but it's kind of like a crack addict trying to underscore the impacts of crack in the community. <laughs> We're addicts of hip hop because of the because of the um, type of music it is. It inspires other people to do things. There are some motivational hip hops. There's some fun and entertainment. There's dancing and all of that stuff. But it's a dance with the devil. It's a dance with the devil, and we got to admit it. The culture has produced some success, but a lot of failure. They they turned cities into. They've turned normal Midwestern happy day cities into gang culture cities, without a doubt. Mm. I mean, it's without a doubt. And if you look at the impact of, if you look at how the, the message that's been pushed forward and allowed to push forward, like I, I'll, I'll give you uh, 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 an example. There's a young man, a young white man who just lost his scholarship. He's a quarterback coming out of high school, blue chip recruit, just lost his his scholarship to the University of Florida. And and he's a white guy, but he's a, you know, he's a down for the cause white guy. He listens to hip hop music and he was quoting some hip hop lyrics underneath the song with the song underneath it. And he says the word N-word. He says the N-word in the music. Now they stripped this scholarship. He's going to get picked up, but they stripped this scholarship because he repeated some rap lyrics. Okay. <laughs> with that being said, you're like, how do you strip his scholarship? Now, if you want to go the route of you can't talk about Jews like that and, and do that argument, and we're going to uh, protect and serve, and we're not going to do it. But why are we pushing that forth, and why is that particular music being pushed forth and allowed to be pushed forth, but then it's penalized when other people use the words or just simply quote them? Okay, that actually doesn't make sense. Okay, it doesn't make sense because that's what we've been hearing for the last 30 years since the first person said it on, re on records. Now, why is that word being pushed forth and not being censored? But as soon as the person says, as soon as the person like Rick Ross says what he said about women or uh, uh, rappers have said about the small hats, all of a sudden they're censored. Why? I mean, how does that work? I I'm trying to figure. I'm trying to figure out how's that working. We can shoot up ninjas. We can flipping and flipping and flipping and flipping the bricks. And sell hood and crack crack into the hoods. We can build empires like Nino Brown on record labels. But when it was comes to bucking the police, when it comes to uh, setting white people straight, when it comes to actually going in there and talking about the owners, the record labels of these industries, when we talk about their families, oh, hell no. Mm. Oh, hell no. We ain't doing none of that. How dare you? They'd be like, no, 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 no. We what? what? How dare you? You ninja said what? Oh, no, no, no. You're going to need to push perks. You need to push that scissor. Push that scissor. 
don't talk about you spiking a woman's drink. Oh, hell no. No, you can talk about fornicating with them and creating a whole rel- a whole a whole uh, community of single mothers. By all means, go ahead. But that that just <laughs> this is what I'm talking about. When you think about the impact of hip hop, you think about that. Think about what you can glamorize and glorify. And one more thing: some of you guys that talk about dating coaches, you know the the, the guys that talk about picking up women. Most of these guys have been influenced solely on hip hop music. Solely. Most of their information has been gotten specifically from Drew Down's best playlist. <laughs> they listen to too much Drew Down and all of a sudden, give it up, give it up, give it to me. I'm going to be the Mac of the year, see? And it's on. And now I'm the Dre Double E C. All of, no experience, just a bunch of music. And now you're out here trying to be the best rendition of a hip hop star with no lyrics. Mm. <laughs> I'm gonna be the Mac of the year. All you did was watch a couple of movies, you read a couple of books, you listened to a couple of hip hop songs, and now you're the Mac of the year. We gotta really take credit for this. Much of the downfall, much of the positions we put ourselves in, most of you got your sexual education from rap music. Without rap music, <laughs> he says, why are you getting in on Drew Down? Shout out to Drew Down. I'm not telling you. I'm, I'm just saying. Most of you guys got your education, sexual education from rap music. You got your instructions on how to operate with women due to rap music. I don't want to hear no denials. I'm not hearing the denial bullshit. You got your instructions specifically from rap music. And look at the results. Tell me I'm lying. <laughs> Tell me I'm lying. But I'm going to make an album, though. I'm definitely going to talk about that sipping on some scissor. I'm definitely going to put it in there. But somebody said I can't relate. <laughs> this is the rap producers. The first time you heard about a woman slurping on salami, you was listening to get it all, baby. You was listening to don't matter, just don't bite it. It's the world's biggest don't matter, just don't bite it. You was listening to it on your headphones and she was slurping it up. You was like, oh boy. <laughs> anyway, anyway, it's the world's biggest don't matter, just don't bite it. Y'all don't even, it, the people in denial don't even realize it. You don't even realize it. And uh, yeah, you can, you can stay in denial if you want. But we'll show you. We'll, we'll produce the evidence. <laughs> there's a song, there's been some raunchy ass songs that I listen to now and be like, oh, Scarface had a song called, I think it was called The Pimp. Scarface has a song called The Pimp that I was like, holy shit. I was listening to that at 15, like, oh, I think it's called, it starts off, I like, mm. uh, there was another song uh, by MC Ren that I was like, <laughs> it was called, um, it was on an EP. If anybody listened to this song, you'd be like, holy, sh what was the song by MC Ren? Oh, too short, too, too short. Yeah, too short, too short, too. 
Say ho. Yeah, you. No, the MC Ren song was called, um, it was on his EP. It was when he went solo. And he had this song about, he even had, oh man, I, can, I don't even know if I can say it on YouTube. I don't even know I can say it. But if you listen to this song, you will be blushing. <laughs> you will be like, God dang. All right, hold on. I'm going to look up the song. I'm going to look it up. MC Ren EP. Let me see here. Black. I'm going to tell you the name of the song. This is for research purposes only. MC Ren probably listening to this show. Why you bring that up? The song is called Behind the Scenes. Behind the Scenes. All right. It's a little known song. But if you listen to that song, you're going to be like, because it gets, it goes all the way. It goes to a place that you can't even. <laughs> Shout out to MC Ren. I'm not trying to shit on rap, but I'm just telling you, I'm just letting y'all know. Uh, you know, we we look at problems that we create in our lives, and these are influences. The detail in that song gotta be like, and you if you're thinking about it, uh, most of your kids now are listening to music just like that. Crazy. Anyway, but there's gonna be a guy deny it. No, 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 not me, not me. I was getting peace lead before that. Guys, if you was born before Too Short Drop, the Born a Mac album, if you were born after Too Short. Drop the Born a Mac album. I don't want to hear that it didn't have no influence. No, not me, man. Not me. I had no, listened to no rap music, and I knew exactly what I was doing. Anyway. Again, I like the music. I'm just saying. It's kind of like you got to call the spade a spade. I like my parents, but they made mistakes. And parents aren't perfect. So you got to say where the mistakes were made. But anyway, uh, all right, what are we doing? Here we go. Let's get into the message here. Let's get into the message. Why men fumble the bag for some meaningless sex. Let's go to the fumble the bag hall of fame. Why don't we for a minute? The fumble the bag hall of fame. Uh, literally, you know, we have a lot of guys that have fumbled the bag. Some men have somewhat been able to skirt around fumbling the bag. Bill Clinton comes to mind. He's had several instances of being able to fumble the bag, but for some reason, he keeps dodging a bullet. New, 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 new world order. He keeps dodging a bullet. But when it comes to men, and particularly black men, we keep coming up to these conversations about, should I mess with this woman at my job? Well, my local dating coach says, yes, those are choosing signals. Don't worry about it. Only 10% of men lose their job over sex at work. Most of us still banging bras at the job. All right. I get it. I get that type of instruction. But these are job guys. These aren't career guys. These aren't ambitious guys. These are people that are going to be at that job banging the same straggle daggles for the next 10 years. You, on the other hand, you have some sort of ambition. When we talk about Emmy Yudoka, well, people have sex all the time. But did they fumble the bag? Okay. <laughs> people at work have sex all the time. It was consensual. But you're still trying to argue around the point. Don't argue around the point. Are you willing to put your bag on the line for a Mormon married woman? That would be dumb. He had the power to get a piece of peace leave from anybody he wanted. But Emmy Udoka, 
is a new inductee in the Fumble the Bag Hall of Fame. <laughs> we got to induct him into the Fumble the Bag Hall of Fame. All right. A Mormon plain Jane flatback. I'm going to tell you. You could close your eyes in the city of Boston. You could close your eyes like this. And Emmy Yudoka, he might be making $2 million a year. He could close his eyes, spin around in a circle, and I can almost guarantee you with a 60% chance he can point at that same version of woman just like that, just by spinning in a circle and extending his finger. And that woman will be chosen, and it will be outside of the context of his contractual obligations. <laughs> but nope. We want to talk around it and try to change the law. There's no laws to be changed. The court of public opinion has made up its mind. The Me Too movement is what it is. Believe all women is what it is. Feminism is what it is. We ain't changing the rules, gentlemen. The way we change the rules is we don't fall for the trap. You big dummy. We don't fall for the trap. You big dummy. Other guys that have fallen victim of the Fumble the Bag Hall of Fame. Bill Cosby. Yes, we have to say he fumbled a significant bag. But of course, I told you about how things are looked upon now versus then. Well, what he was doing then was fine. He got caught up in a couple of situations. He produced children outside of his marriage, which that could have been fair for his marriage, but it's foul for the court of public opinion. In proper context, I mean, in, in, in improper context, in hindsight, what he did was seem predatory, but it seemed like there was volunteers, not victims. But he lost his freedom temporarily, and he was unjustly uh, sentenced to what he was sentenced to. The woman claimed to be a victim, but she was nothing but a volunteer. But it didn't change anything. He fumbled the bag. Does that change anything that he was unjustly served or unjustly tried in that case? He was treated unfairly legally. He was painted in a different light, whatever. However, however. He spent time in prison, lost freedom, and lost significant money. This guy was on his way to be a billionaire and a power player in media. And just like that, gone. That's fumbling the bag. What about Magic Johnson? Pause. Anytime you say the word Magic Johnson or the name Magic Johnson, you have to say pause. And somebody's going to say, but coach. How did Magic Johnson fumble the bag? He's rich now. Well, unfortunately, Magic Johnson at the time of his retirement was probably the richest NBA player in the league. And he was forced into retirement because he picked up the heavy jivy. Where do you get the heavy jivy from? Probably someone you were recklessly fornicating with this is again the johnson leading you pause as opposed to properly directing the energy into positively positivity now he was at the tail end of his career no doubt but he had a couple of more years left as a matter of fact he retired and came back to play twice if i'm not mistaken at least once he did and possibly twice in that time span do you guys know that michael jackson michael jackson Magic Johnson played only 11 years, about 11 years in the NBA. Maybe cumulatively, cumulatively 12. 
Now, in that time, compared to today's world, LeBron James is playing in his 20th year, 20th year. Magic Johnson only played 11 years. We think he could have played at least three or four more. Three or four more, maybe five. You know, science was different back then. But he lost years. He lost leverage. And, of course, he's recovered financially. But his initial, his initial descent and his means to recovery came from his lack of discipline with his Johnson. Okay? Somebody says 11 years is enough. Okay. Well, I mean, that's your expectations. It's fine. All right? Uh, certainly, Tom Brady might disagree. LeBron James might disagree. Do you realize that 11 years is probably, uh, you know, there's pretty – there's some players. There's some players that are playing in the in the Ice Cube Basketball League that probably would love to get another shot at an NBA contract. Okay, and instead, instead they got pushed out of the league with still some ability to give. He could have played some more and got a possibly another bag. He was only thirty or thirty-two. Yeah, Chris Paul would disagree. There's people that are going way beyond and continuing to make bags. Most people, these players don't make bags until their 10th, 11th, 12th year. Okay. Fumble the bag, Hall of Fame. Yeah, um, Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson. Definitely goes into the Hall of Fame of fumbling the bag. He's definitely since recovered and become a social media star. And all of that. And hopefully he's not watching because I don't want him to confront me on this. But he fumbled the bag. Now people are going to go back into victim mode. Well, coach, that whole skeezer was lying. Of course he was. <laughs> of course he was. And people are going to say, well, he fine now. He, he recovered. But do you realize? Do you realize? The man that lost one boxing fight up until that moment. He was the dangerous, most dangerous man in the world. He was significantly rich. He has since been bankrupt maybe once or twice, divorced several times. He lost the heavyweight championship of the world. Then, then got into a little bit of a dispute trying to get a little bit of sex. He refused to walk this woman down to the bottom of the hotel and put her into a cab. He told that chick to kick rocks. He lost his rematch to Evander Holyfield and was put in prison. Men seem to want to gloss over that. He's fine now, but did you want to do that? Is that what you wanted to do? Was that in the plan? Was that worth it? Was that worth it? <laughs> you know what I mean? This is what I'm talking about. This is the possibility of you seeing, well, it's okay. He turned out fine, but did you want that? Was that a part of the plan? Could he have avoided it? Certainly. There's things that we can do. We call aftercare. We call uh, rent. We call lease. There's ways we can get around it, but sometimes our ego gets in the way. Let's give you another example. And, and people are waiting for white men. Of course, when the heat's on you, you don't want me to celebrate and show you the men who had the opportunity to overcome generations of slavery, become rich. And you don't want me to highlight the fact that they fumbled the bag. Too painful, huh? Too painful. They got to the top. Somewhat how fumbled it. So they want me to bring up Europeans. Okay, so I'll do so. I'll do so. Dominique Strauss-Kahn. Dominique, 
Strauss Khan. Dominique Strauss Khan, if you don't know. New, 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 new world order. Lost his ability to become president of France. He was set up to be a significant contender to be the president of France. France. Here he is right here. You know. New, 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 new world order. Of course, he had to bang out a Spanish-speaking Latino black woman housemaid at his hotel before he hopped on a plane. She came up and she gave him choosing signals, according to his story. His story said, his story says she knocked on the door. I thought it was one of the 304s I ordered. <laughs> she, I think she was Jamaican. She walks in. She, she lifts her skirt up. I bang her out. I get back on the red eye. Or I get back on the airplane to go to France. They arrest his ass. And they basically torpedo his candidacy for president of France. Just like that. For a piece of peace leave. Now she says she was just dusting around his hotel room. And he happened to just grab her and flip her, smack it up, flip it, rub it down. But here we are. We're now, now he's using the opportunity to try to dig himself out of a hole based on the he said, she said. Now, I'm giving you more than one man, but these are the situations that we are showing you that many people will say, ah, oh, it's just a little piece of, <laughs> all right, it's just a little piece, okay? You want some more white Europeans? Okay, you want some more white Europeans? I'll give you another one, all right, because y'all just want to say, well, white people do it too. Yes, they do. And you know who else does it too? New, 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 new world order. I'll give you another one. Donald Sterling. Donald Sterling. Donald Sterling, the former owner of the Los Angeles Clippers. Now, here's a picture. If you Google Donald Sterling, his accolades don't come up. His history as a slumlord allegedly doesn't come up. His divorce from his wife, who they were somewhat pseudo-divorced already. They were separated. But she got a piece of the port, the fortune of him selling the Clippers by force. This is who he lost. This is right here who he lost and fumbled his bag to right here. This is who he fumbled his bag to right there. Now, this person, I can't tell what it is. But she set his ass up, was recording his conversations and blew up his spot. Recording his conversations that blew up his spot. So here's the deal. Here's the deal. Somebody says, tell you, bitch, you're not stupid. And what happened was she leaked it to the media. And they forced him. And I'm going to just tell you, he was a bad, terrible owner. He was should have been not owning the Clippers a long time ago. All right. But he was just using the Clippers as a way to, I don't know. Just get money, easy money. He can operate a losing franchise and just collect the money. He found a way to do so. He was he was not the best owner, and he had his problems, yes. But it wasn't his racism that got him in trouble. It wasn't his slumlord that got him in trouble. It wasn't running a bad NBA franchise that got him in trouble. Trouble. It was his functioning with a woman that got him in trouble. It's the same classic story. It's the classic story. What's going to get you in trouble, gentlemen? Not the, your reputation as a hardworking employee. 
not your lack of reputation as a hardworking employee. It's normally going to be how you interact with a woman. That poo nanny, that power of the pee, that little stank box, that whatever you want to call it, that cat. This is what brought him down. This woman right here. And at the time, the Clippers were a losing franchise, eventually sold for one of the highest price tags because people were like, oh, just sell a job. And it sold for some, what, $4 billion, $2 billion at the time? Significant money. So that was significant value that he lost that he could have built up and saved for another 10 years and sold it for double or triple if you were greedy. If you were greedy. All right, you guys want some more? Fumble the bag, Hall of Famers. Here we go right here. I got a great story for you. Anybody want some more Europeans? I'll give you some more. Here's a guy. Just today, just yesterday, November 22nd, 2022. Cardinals fire assistant coach Sean Kugler over mystery Mexico City incident. I don't think Robert, Robert Clav did during his reputation, but I don't think he's fumbled the bag yet. Because he was doing the Ohio thing, all right? But in today's culture, I don't think that fumbles the bag, just hiring a chick. That did back into Marion Barry days. Marion Barry. But here it is. This football assistant coach allegedly, allegedly was grabbing booty, booty in Mexico City. He was down there grabbing them senoritas. Mamacita, allegedly, allegedly. And yesterday, lost his job. He lost his job for allegedly, allegedly. I don't know whose booty he grabbed. The details ain't out here yet. But they were down playing last Monday in Mexico City, playing, the, I think, the 49ers. Went down there, grabbed some booty, allegedly, in Mexico, and he was relieved of his duties. I don't know who booty he grabbed. He got fired. Fired him. Gone. Gonzo. Just like that. Allegedly. Now, I would love to know the details of this case. I mean, he should, he deserves due process. Although he was in Mexico City. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> if he actually grabbed some boo-hoo tea. But right now, as of today, he's lost his job. And it could be just like that. A dream job. A dream job. But he's lost it. All right. Next up in the, in the, in the Fumble the Bag Hall of Fame. The Fumble the Bag Hall of Fame over a booty, Tiger, Eldrick Tiger Woods. <clears throat> Tiger Woods fumbled the bag without a doubt. All right. Now, you might be saying again, everything ended up okay. But my man was a damn machine with these 304s. He was such a machine, we couldn't even believe some of the stories we heard. We were like, what? This guy's a machine. But Eldrick Tiger Woods allegedly refused to pay off one of his 304s who was extorting him for about $500. She said she was trying to get her $500 and run. She was trying to get the bag, all right? And he told that scab-pilling skeezer to skedaddle, right? Skedaddle. He was like, you ain't getting $500 from me. I already done beat up, used, and abused it. As a result... This man was on par to become the best, undoubtedly, unarguably, inarguably, 
the best golfer in the history of golf. And you can still give it to him. Unfortunately, he don't have the record. He was set to surpass this record easily with ease at the time. I believe he was down at least two or three majors. He's going to be the all-time majors winner without a doubt. But because he was drifting and lost focus and then lost it, kept his eyes off the prize and he was having fun with that booty, he lost it. Big fumble. Lost his marriage. Lost probably half a billion dollars. Lost endorsements and whatnot down the line. Did he recover? Sure. But, you know. He's had some instances in between those things that we never heard of. He was protected. People protected him. And they allowed him to continue to do what he did because he was winning. But once these things were revealed, he definitely went on a losing streak, became severely injured, had some medical, uh, had some, um, some pill problems, some alcohol problems. It's been downhill ever since. He lost his powers for sure. It derailed his career. That one incident, him being found out to be out here fornicating like that. That killed everything. It lost his momentum. Now, is he doing all right? Yeah, he's living better now, Coogee sweater now, but it is what it is. Is this a part of the script? <laughs> is this a part of the script? Yes, there's a bunch of a bunch of series, a bunch of series of people who have fumbled the bag, and we can definitely do a long series Hall of Fame. Here's Drake right here. Here's Drake right here scrambling. He's scrambling forces right now. He reportedly forced, allegedly, a thick Russian model to sign an ironclad NDA to not talk about him getting her pregnant. However, it's too late. See, you can't skeet in her walls and then she become pregnant, curiously, and then scramble forces to force her to do anything. She now has the leverage. So she can do whatever she wants. If she does see value, and to not signing the D, uh, the the NDA. She don't have to sign it no more. You already skied it in the walls. It's too late. Now, if she signs it and thus is paid off to, to be silent, that's another situation. He probably has to pay way more, double, triple, to keep her mouth closed. It is what it is. Yeah, she hit the lottery just by letting this man get access to her for a couple of minutes. Paul George is another one who's done something similar to this after he knocked up a woman. He scrambled forces last minute and said, you know what? I'll pay you a million dollars to terminate that pregnancy. Well, the woman did a quick calculation and said, this baby is more valuable than a million dollars if I have it. And surely enough, she had the baby. And he married her. And then he proceeded to marry the woman. Well, might as well marry the woman. <laughs> she said, why would I do that? Why would I take a million dollars when this baby is going to worth, be worth to me 5, 10, 15, 20, 30, 80 million dollars? 80 million dollars. Whatever Paul George has made, that's what she gets. That's what she has access to now. A million dollars would have been a dumb deal. So she he scrambled forces, fumbled the bag. Now he has to now pay her what three hundred three million. She's gonna get thirty million dollars at least. Cheaper to keep her. He says you're gonna pay five million dollars in child support. Yep, he like a million dollars cash, or if you leave me hanging high and dry, five million dollars in child support, or I can convince you to marry me and me have access to your eighty million dollar fortune. Let me think about that, guys. You guys got to use your brain. You guys got to use your brain, and it ain't located between your legs. 
these dating coaches got y'all doing dumb shit. And then now y'all want to scramble forces. I need a prenup. I need a this, an NDA. Coach, what about this? And what about that? Stop scrambling forces late. Somebody said Ed Orgeron, another one. He won a national championship. He got busy with this uh, under eight, not under eight, younger 304 single mother. And he started giving her access to the kingdom of the um, Louisiana State football team. And she's going to practice and she's showing up in meetings. She's in the lounge. He's hitting on alumni's wives and he's fired two years after winning the national championship. Fire. <laughs> All right. It is what it is. What about this? I'm going to read this story to you. Most of you have never heard the story, but I remember the story because I was quite a fan of the University of Kentucky men's basketball program. There's a guy who was an assistant coach, um, assistant coach with um, the University of Kentucky when they won a national championship with Ron Mercer and um, Walker, whatever his name is, Walker. Is it Andrew Anthony? Whatever his name is. This is the one of the assistant coaches to Rick Pitino. Here we go. His name is Winston Bennett. He admitted to being a sex addict. And listen to this story. I slept with 90 women a month. He's got the dream job. He ended up being an assistant coach with the Boston Celtics when Rick Pitino got the job in Boston. And Rick Pitino brought him over there. Obviously, we know Rick Pitino allegedly had his own issues. Yeah, Bobby Petrino as well. Winston Bennett, sex addict. I slept with 90 million, 90 million, 90 women a month. Let's let's see how he did it. Says right here, Winston Bennett played in the NBA during the late 80s, early 90s. And while he has been known for his on-court ability, he harbored an off-the-court passion that nearly consumed him. And in, uh, in an interview with ESPN's Outside the Lines, Bennett details his sex addiction, explaining that he slept with 90 women per month. Before he got married. And after he got married, he slept with approximately half that total after his wedding. Antoine Walker. Thank you. Antoine Walker. Shout out to Antoine. I love that UK basketball team. All right. That UK basketball team is amongst my favorite with UNLV and Larry Johnson and Stacey Augman and 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 and, and Greg Anthony and Anderson Hunt. Okay, but after he got married, he's sleeping with 45 women a month. He says he would meet the women seemingly anywhere, malls, restaurants, let's not forget prostitutes, massage parlors. His obsession with sex occupied huge swaths of time. There it is right here. See? Your obsession with it is occupying huge swaths of time. You're giving away everything. You're losing focus. You're keeping your, getting your eyes off the prize for a little bit of stank box. I get it. He was running. He he used everything. He used pay for play. He was running game. He was out there. Men got a chase. You got a chase. He was using the Mac, the player lifestyle, the pimping. He using everything right here. This is the power of the P. I spent a great deal of time either having sex, cruising for sex, calling for sex, and looking for sex. Bennett told ESPN. He very, he very seldomly used protection. He very seldomly used protection. 
So he was out here. We know he got STDs. And we need to uh, acknowledge the fact that if you got numbers like this, you got STIs. Yep, he's spending time sourcing, spinning plates, all of this bullshit that took his eyes off the prize. And he could have become an NBA head coach. He could have begun to become the next Emmy Yudoka. Bennett's basketball career affording him an unbelievable dating life. One was never enough, he said. Three or four in a day was very typical for me. Just one day after getting married, Bennett says he slept with another woman and he later gave his wife two STDs right there. There it is. <laughs> there it is. Spinning plates. He later gave his wife two STDs. There it is. It's right there, guys. When you talk about numbers in the high 200s going into the 300s and the 400s and definitely in the thousands, that dating coach told you all the STIs he had, you definitely getting transacted STIs. And I hope dating coaches are talking about that. And again, don't tell me, no, I'll use a condom every time. That's a lie. That is not true. You're just saying that, but it's fine. If you got a woman laying there, you're not strapping on every time. It's just mathematically impossible. The likelihood of that happening. Let's just say you go two rounds. By the time you pick up the third round, you're just going to slide in. I'm just letting you know. Mm. Hold on for a second. Let me go to my stash. Now, now check this out. Check this out. This, this guy later, if you watch the Outside the Lines episode, he later had a chance to get back into coaching, and he started coaching in the minor leagues and small colleges and whatnot, and he actually hired a guy. He had to hire a guy to follow him around so he's to not get distracted by women. <laughs> okay. He hired a guy while he was coaching to follow him around to make sure he don't get no peace leave. So he's going to go get some peace leave and some sex, and the dude would say, no, and push him over there. He had to hire a guy for that. Now, check this out. Like any American story, you get a second chance at redemption. That's the blessing of America. We want to talk negatively about Americans. The good story about American is you're never down and out. You do have a chance to come back. Unfortunately, his ways, he couldn't kick the habit. That stank box was too much. Seven years later, he's gotten a chance at redemption. He gets a basketball job, and he gets fired for sending inappropriate emails. Allegedly. There it is there. He couldn't. He couldn't kick it. He, he, he was listening, him listening to too many dating coaches telling you to prioritize puss. Frankfort, Kentucky, only, he said, after only 10 weeks on the job. This is tragic. I hope he's listening. He knows the errors of his ways, but this is a great learning experience for men. After only 10 weeks on the job. There it is. Seven years after the story of him becoming a peace leave hound and fiend. 
He's on the job 10 weeks. His local dating coach says, bang those women. You ain't going to get in trouble. Oh, Negro, you ain't got to worry about all that. Don't listen to all that Me Too stuff. Winston Bennett was fired last month for an in, in, wait from an important position in the Bevin administration as director of the Labor Cabinet Division of Apprenticeship. Okay, he was a standout athlete and whatnot. And it says right here, he was given no reason in the letter on October 12th informing him that his services were no longer needed. You're fired. But a review of emails sent by Bennett on his state government computer. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Obtained by the Courier Journal under the Kentucky Open Records Act shows many conversations he had with women whom worked in the cabinet, including some of his subordinates. Here come the dudes, but it was consensual. Were personal and excessively flattering and at times flirtatious. In one email, Bennett told a cabinet employee she was too hot to trot, especially on those skirt and dress days, lipstick matching. Lord have mercy, LOL. Not too old by a long shot. He running some serious Mac game. He running some serious game. Shout out to my boy. And he picked up his local dating coach's Mac program. Probably something called Dominant Division Mac game. <laughs> or the the pimping player ism schism Mac game. All right, he doubling down on a pimping. <laughs> oh my goodness. He regularly referred to another woman as princess. That's kind of lame. He told another woman, I just want to say you are a wonderful lady and I enjoy speaking with you. I also want to say you look very nice today. I hope my saying this does not mess you up your shape. Wait a minute. I hope my saying this does not mess up your shape. Kind like eating a cupcake. I think he meant kind of like eating a cupcake. You are very impressionable. You are very impressionable. I don't know if that's correct grammar. Have a wonderful day. Guys, just go ahead and avoid the skeezer. Late in the afternoon, late in the afternoon of October 10th, he had an email conversation that lasted more than an hour with one woman where, amongst other things, Bennett commented on what she was wearing that day before. Said he liked it when she called him Winnie and asked what she did after work for excitement. <laughs> Return of the Mac. Return of the pimp. Guys, we need to keep our eyes on the prize. <laughs> now, people are saying, yeah, she, she was in it too. Guys, they, do you guys know that we don't hold women accountable in this society, bro? They going to protect them. We can't keep using that excuse. Yeah, this is kind of lame. Yes, but this is the world we live in now. The woman answered that question this way. Not a lot. On a serious note, delete these emails. Before, I mean, because from time to time, they check people's emails. She even put them up on game. She even put them up on game. She was like, 
yes, while I appreciate the fact that you are progressing with me, I probably would do so if you weren't such a dumbass. She even tried. So that means she's even aware. She said not a lot on a serious note. Delete these emails because from time to time they check people's emails. What did his dumbass do? Less than 40 hours later, he was fired from a $73,000 a year job. Okay. Again, there's guys that don't know about these stories or bury these stories. I bring them up to highlight. This could happen to any of us. This is going to happen to any of us. And a lot of guys forget about this shit because men don't have long memories. And then when a guy brings up a situation, well, what about this guy? What about this guy? The dating coaches or other guys? Oh, don't worry about all that, man. Don't worry about it. Let me give you one chart right here. Okay. I'm going to give you a chart. Shout out to him for sharing this story. Look at this chart right here. This is not even a chart. I can't even pull up the whole article. This is just a headline. The hashtag me also movement brought down 201 powerful men. Nearly half of their replacements are women. New, 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 new world order. Can you, do you get it guys? Do you get it? This has happened. Even this is a reference article from 2018. This is pre Emmy Yudoka. This is pre you making excuses for Emmy Yudoka when his dumb ass had the choice and he had access to plenty of women on the road. He could do whatever he wanted. He could go from city to city, but he couldn't keep himself disciplined. And he lost his job. He's probably going to be replaced and could likely be replaced by a woman. And then y'all going to be all up in arms and your panties in a bunch when that damn NBA WNBA coach from Colorado State. I can never think of names fast enough. When Becky Hammond get an NBA job, you're going to be all like, what is this shit? Well, Emmy Yadoka opened up the possibilities of that happening. And then obviously the New Jersey Nets passed on his ass too. You can make all the excuses you want, but you got the power. And if you can't overcome the power of a stank box and redirect it into doing something positive, like keeping a good job, making sure you never fumble the bag, making sure you have your priorities in order. You can make all the excuses you want for other people to have control, but you ultimately have the control. <laughs> you ultimately have the best control you possibly can get. And get your ego out of the game. Gentlemen, the ego of getting women should end by the age of 30. By the age of 30, you should get the ego out of obtaining women out of your mind. It should be, you should be able to grow up out of that, right? I get it when you're younger and you feel good and they validate you and she says she loves you or you think she likes you for you. Ultimately, many of you guys get set up for the okie doke, but you don't realize it. But anyway, some of you guys get some great experiences out of it. I get it. Fantastic. But once you get past the age of 30, Mr. Simp Math here, getting women and attaching your ego to it should be probably less of a priority than most people make it. You might think I brag about these things when I talk about going to the junior college. My ego's not attached to it. My ego's not attached to it, okay? It is what it is. I know what it's about. I know the bottom line. I know what the transaction is, and I deal with the transaction accordingly. I don't qualify myself or I don't uphold myself like an immature middle school student of obtaining women. 
obtaining women is almost at, at a point is a byproduct of success, a byproduct of winning the genetic lottery, a byproduct of maybe having a good conversation mouthpiece for certain. But I know there's way more important things in life than obtaining a woman. And as a matter of fact, success allows you to obtain women way easier and way more time efficient than doing it in a way that your ego is attached to it. Most men do this following dudes that have good egos attached to it and they never get caught up, but your dumb ass get caught up. And as soon as you get caught up, you go over to that guy and say, well, what happened? Well, you didn't have enough game. <laughs> oh, somebody just told me I've, I forgot about this story and I'm going to get to this here. I need to tell you this story. Somebody just bought it up. P. Henry. This is another sad story. Okay, that nobody's talking about. I meant to talk about it. A New Mexico State basketball player that got shot. Oh, man. Nobody's talking about this story. Check this out. Check this out. When you hear the details of this shit, so New Mexico State University basketball player was targeted in the NMU campus shooting, I don't know if you know the geographical locations of New Mexico State and New Mexico. I, it says NMU, but I'm assuming it's UN, UNM. Okay, UNM is known as the University of New Mexico. Now, here's the deal. New Mexico State's in Las Cruces, New Mexico. University of New Mexico is in Albuquerque. It's a good two and a half, three hour drive, maybe longer. Maybe longer, if I'm not mistaken. I've made that drive several times. Up the 15, if I'm, no, up the 25. I think it's the 25. Interstate. It's separated by hours. But he recently got shot last week. He was lured from his Las Cruces campus to the New Mexico campus hours, hours away by a 17-year-old student, college student. And then when he got there, they clapped his ass. Mm. Let me see if this is the article that talked about it. Here it is. They're reporting on it. Update here, November 23rd. New Mexico State University basketball player Mike Peak, Mike Peak, was identified as a student who was wounded in a fatal shooting on the University of New Mexico campus over the weekend. New Mexico police says in a news release that Peak was targeted by Brandon Travis, a 19-year-old UNM student who was killed after exchanging gunfire with Peak. The confrontation on the UNM main campus in Albuquerque occurred at 3 a.m. Stay your ass at home. Nothing good happens after midnight. 3 a.m. Sunday, uh, Saturday morning, according to the police, Travis was pronounced dead at the scene. Peak was hospitalized, but he is expected to recover. New Mexico State Police allege that Travis had conspired with a 17-year-old female and two male friends, all UNM students, to lure Peak, the New Mexico State basketball player, to the UNM campus and assault him. Mm. There's the basketball player here. I believe this is the guy who has lost his life. Yes, is Peak the guy here? No, he was wounded, but I guess he brought the jammy. All right. He brought the jammy to the scene. 
So here's a guy. I don't know what his stats were. I don't know what's going on. But this is how you easily get caught up and clapped. After the shooting, Pete called some of his teammates who identified members of the basketball, wait, who notified members of the basketball coaching staff at NMSU. The basketball game between the two schools scheduled for Saturday night was postponed as a result of the shooting because he wanted to get his jimmy wet. The female suspect was later arrested and booked into the juvenile detention center. where she is charged with aggravated battery and conspiracy, police announced. Her name was not released. The other two men, males, have been identified, and the police detectives say it's working with the district attorney to determine what charges they might face. Pete has not been charged following the shooting. All right. The female suspect told investigators that Travis said he wanted to jump peak because they both had been previously involved in a fight at a New Mexico State football game against UNM in October, says right here, New Mexico State said it is aware of the fight that occurred at the game, and the incidents were referred to the Deans of Student Office for further inquiry. According to information provided by the NMSU, this, okay, they're talking about the gun. All right, so how did they get him? Okay, so they, they, one of them got beat up at the football game. They got mad, and so they used the woman. They used a female 17-year-old. So it looks like this guy was the target. He did not die. It looks like he brought the jammy and he went up there to get the peace leave and realized he was being set up. So he clapped back and killed one of the suspects. If I'm not mistaken, that's what happened. Yes. He did. He he deleted one of the guys who was there to ambush him. So he's alive, but he's in he he survived, but he was the intended target. He rolled up there to get the little peace leave and then got ambushed. <laughs> oh man, but he could have been at home. He could have been at home studying. He could have been a, a, a mind is a terrible thing to waste. Yeah, that's a modern day Delilah. We tell you these things, guys. Man, it's it is what it is. Modern day Delilah, Sam. That's a modern day Samson and Delilah. That's exactly what it is. Thank you, sir, for saying that. Classy beats. Let's get to these super chats. It's too easy to get y'all suckers. It's too easy. He could have been. He could have been doing extra shooting practice in the gym. There wasn't no seventeen year olds in between Albuquerque and New Mexico and Las Cruces. I mean, truth or consequences have to have some. Deming has to have some. Silver City has to have some. Hatch has to have some. <laughs> there has to be some in Hatch. There has to be some somewhere in between. There has to be some in El Paso. El Paso's an hour away. There has to be some somewhere, but no. I'm going to go three and a half hours to Albuquerque. I'm going to Google map it. He drove three and a half hours for a piece of peace leave. All right, hold on for a second. This one don't make no sense. All right, hold on for a second. Las Cruces, driving directions, Albuquerque. Three hours in, yeah, three and a half hours, three hours and 15 minutes. Look, look, my man said, I'm going to get that three hours, 15 minutes and got 
shot at. Can we can we say, guys, and again, the guys, there's guys that are like, Ninja, y'all ain't got to worry about all that. We need to be on our P's and Q's. We need to be very, very specific about how we're doing things. But we don't, and we think we got the power. Remember, I told you, you guys think you're choosing. They're choosing you. They're out there. They're way too savvy for you, um, and they know you have the, the, the kryptonite of venom. You got that venom in your body, and that venom is dictating what you do, and oftentimes we fumble the bag. Anyway, let me get to these contributions. Thank you for the contributions, man. Where are we at? Did I get it? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Shout out to uh, Rational Rationality. Clap the Mastodon in the Green Ranger costume for life. All right. Uh, JC says hip-hop culture, uh, hip-hop lost its course when it adopted gang culture. Undark says, why is Drake allowed to say ninja? Great question. If we're actually out here gatekeeping. And shout out to the gatekeepers of the world. I know people are gatekeeping the red pill as if you have the ability to gatekeep the red pill. What's wrong with you? There's no gatekeeping here. You welcome people and they get the instruction or they head for self-destruction. There's no telling people what's red pill or not. I try not to do that. I tell you people are purple pilled here. But gatekeepers need to be stopped. <laughs> gatekeeping is just. Gatekeeping is uh, a sign of controlling and insecurity. <laughs> All right, shout out to Big Game E. Coach, thanks for the encouragement to pursue the junior college. I had a smoke show, Dog Walker, 22-year-old. How would you transition that? Shout out to the Coach Gang. What's up for the weekend? Wait, it ain't up for the weekend yet. It's not weekend. But, um... Big Game E, join us on Locals, CoachGregAdams.Locals.com, where we discuss those things because there's a lot of curious people that don't have $5 to invest to come over there and get that game. We don't share that here because these people are, um, you have a lot of people that are on their Pink Panther and they want to get the information for free. Yeah, Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson. Another guy. What about the football player from the Tennessee Titans? What about the football player from the Tennessee Titans? Um, That I did a, a Steve McNair. Steve McNair. Another guy who fumbled the bag. Not only did he fumble the bag, he fumbled his whole entire life. Like how many more stories do we need? He won all them trophies. He won all the past, all them yards. He was a he was a candidate for the Heisman Trophy at the little school Alcorn State, which was a is a historically black college. And they was like he finished third in Heisman voting. He had a fantastic NFL career and got clapped over some peace leave like. We got to have these come to Jesus moments. I know they're tough conversations. I provided how many men, many men, many countries. It happens over and over again, but nobody wants to talk about, oh, it all happened to everybody. Even a guy, he comes up from Las Cruces to Albuquerque and he got a buck, 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 booyaka shot. 
Lorenzen Wright, the marriage one. There's too many, too many examples of it. But we sweep dudes in a pine box and you really don't care. Why don't men, why don't people care about men? Like, why don't y'all care about men? Why don't we say, look, this is how we get around it? Uh, people with the people try to sell you a program and avoid this conversation. Nah, that ain't gonna happen. Don't worry about it. Okay. And there's many, many more that we don't even know their names. The story. We don't even know their story because it gets swept right under the rug. And you'll be like, well, he obviously was doing something stupid. All right. Yes, he probably was doing something stupid. Can we learn from it? Ray Carruth is another one. Wow. Ray Carruth is another one. He's a classic case. He fumbled the bag. Ray Carruth. And many, like I say, many of us could be these guys. Is it Carruths? I didn't know there was. No, it's not Carruth. It's Carruths. It's not Carruths. I can't tell what it is. Um, Ray Carruth, for you guys who don't know, for you guys that don't know, he played for the Carolina Panthers. Looks like that's his son now. His son is alive. He played for the Carolina Panthers. He knocked up what he thought was a scapling gold digging skeezer. And once she had the seed, she tried to pull, he tried to pull what Drake did. Let's blow him up here. So basically, this is what happened. Did he? This is what happened to Paul George. This is what happened to Drake. Ray Carruth got her knocked up. Ray Carruth did not want her to have the baby. He worked the game backwards. He worked the game backwards. He didn't want her to have the kid. Now, what I tell you is once you give up this leverage to women, women get smart all of a sudden. Nope, I'm keeping this baby. It's worth money. I got you. I'm attached to you. You're mine forever. His dumb ass goes, okay, hires a hitman. <laughs> hires a hitman. Deletes her. The baby survives, but the baby's in trouble. I mean, I think the baby's, the, the child now is looks just like him too. Is a disabled adult. And he's in jail. I think he's been since let out. Hires the hitman. <laughs> all kind of loose keys. Uh, what do they call it? Um, all kind of uh, loose ties, and it, it was a mess. It was ended up in the catastrophe. They got caught immediately. Essentially, somebody said Lorenzen Wright. Yep, Robert Blake, OJ. <laughs> I mean, where do you go? You do all of these successful things, and then what trips you up? The woman. And it's a sad story. Like, why can't we enjoy success? Why can't we just be like, let's keep this shit going? Why can't I retire on the top? Tom Brady. Tom Brady. Tom Brady, the one thing tripping his ass up is the FTX and Giselle. Kobe. I mean, that's not why he went down, but he, he almost fumbled the back too. Our me. Ryan says, happy Monday day, coach. He says, picked up a 1954 tops Willie Mays. Uh, rated seven, he says, for the alternative asset retirement collection, 30 years of appreciation to look forward to. Yes, assuming you know who don't, all right? Assuming you know who don't. Yeah, 30 years at a tops rated seven, 1954 Willie Mays. Um, I don't know what the value of that now is, but I'm sure it's in close to the five-figure mark. Okay, If not in the five-figure mark, shout out to you. Rational Rationality says, Trollo transitioned into a bish. Price is wrong. 
No beef, no shade. But I don't su- I don't gatekeep over here. All right, let's get all of these brothers. Isaiah Thompson, I tell Isaiah Thomas, but there's too many examples of this. We are weak to our lust. We're weak to our lust. Now, let's just say if women were succumbing to this much tragic stupidity. If women were out here succumbing to so much tragic stupidity, they literally would have a, what they would call an epidemic going on. If women were out here doing stupid like this, they literally would have a group meeting and they would huddle up together and figure out how to not keep succumbing to this stupidity. But men, nope. We always gonna blame the men in this situation, which oh, look at, which we should. But not just blame men. We should literally instruct men as a result. <laughs> Did we slap some sense into you? No government name. You sent me a PayPal. Is this enough slapping your sense into you? Huh? Guys, most of the time, the women that are hitting on you, you can get that version of woman anywhere. Shout out to, uh, oh, wait a minute. I'm going to see if I go back to, you said, I. you said, uh, Avery said, um, you sent a super chat. Yesterday, I'm going to have to try to dig it out. Pause. <laughs> Caitlin said, what's up, coach? I watched a replay of your stream of the Meghan Markle. Okay, all right. I think I got those. All right, there's maybe only a few more left. Do me a favor as you leave the stream. Hit the like button. I got I got my uh, I got my crew of um, women coming in to clean my house today. So I got to be clean uh, ending here. A.D. Austin, parents' biggest scapegoat was... They didn't know better or did the best they could. Maybe that's true, but parents need tough love too. Libraries have always existed in our lives. The lack of information, but there's some great stories about how more or less we've been we've been um, passed on our parents' past trauma themselves. And the whole "I did the best I could" is a is a is a guilty plea for making dumb decisions. You knew better to make the decisions you did, but you kept making them. Now you're looking at the results of your kids. And you realize how selfish and immature you were. A.D. Austin, black men who still trying to save the community are dead weight. Toss them ninjas overboard. He says, it's a wrap. It's a wrap. You should make a community outside, a community outside the community. And shout out to the Beano Nation over on the Angry Man channel. The Beano Nation is in full effect. Shout out to J. Cool. He says, at 12, would like to know what you mean by subservient language like happy wife, happy life trove. Are you talking to me, J. Cool? How that leads to subservient behavior, how that leads to accepting abuse, how that gives women permission to do anything without regards to being held accountable, how you basically give them the power to manipulate your mind and abuse you and settle for less than the deal that you got into by saying, well, I'll just do it. It's cheaper to keep her happy wife, happy life. You put your position, put yourself in a position of subservience. Yes. Elliot Spitzer, Matt Lauer. <laughs> Somebody said, Adam, Matt Lauer is a cr- classic example of him being not being able to control his loins, especially in the workplace, fumbled the back. All right. Um, the other one was Elliot Spitzer, which was interesting because he was a goody two-shoe liberal libtard. And he was supposed to be the savior 
of uh, New York as the governor, if I'm not mistaken. And he was supposed to clean up the, the, the tail end of the power of the mob. Not the mob ties in Houston, but the what they call the the organized crime in New York. He was supposed to be the goody two-shoe governor of New York to clean it up. Yeah, he was cleaning it up. He did a good job. He was cleaning up the streets. He was cleaning up the use of ladies, the selling of ladies and prostitution. Unfortunately, he started hiring prostitutes for sex up and got busted. He started hiring call girls. Holy shit. <laughs> like Elliot Spencer, what you doing, bro? Miles Bridges is another one. He definitely fumbled the bag. Um, He definitely fumbled the bag recently. He definitely should go in the Hall of Fame. Rick Patino essentially did fumble the bag and he got extorted. He ended up winning. He's one of the few men to win his case. He's one of the few men that actually won because the woman did. He did prove that the woman tried to extort him and she got sentenced to prison. But he clapped them cheeks. <laughs> he clapped them cheeks, right? He even admitted to clapping the cheeks in a restaurant booth. And then the woman came out and said, yeah, he got these cheeks, but it only lasted less than five seconds. What the? <laughs> like, damn, Rick. You getting extorted for a five-stroke special? Oh, man. You're getting extorted for a five-stroke special. Now, that's a damn shame. Somebody said Bill Clinton. He has yet to fumble the bag yet. I don't know what's going on with Bill Clinton here. New, 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 new world. They got everything on Bill Clinton, and he's still shining. He's still shining. I mean, he got impeached as a president, but nobody brings it up. They always bring it up Donald Trump getting impeached. Bill Clinton got impeached, too. And I know some dumb ninja going to say, no, he didn't. Yes, he did. Impeached doesn't mean getting kicked out of the office. Bill Clinton got impeached. <laughs> all right. Bill Clinton got nine, then 15 lives. All right. Mm. Where, where is it at? And now he running around on the damn island. All right. He running around with island with pictures of him next to young girls. And it was like, eh. Like, I don't know how Ben Clinton gets away with it. He got them pipes clean. Yes, he did. Mr. Williams is in the building. I love the blue chip mindset. Coach still waiting for the CGA. Nope. Nope. And the I'm not happy. Someone to be downloaded <laughs> into the Apple store for $1.99 per download. Coach Gang is ready for that. I need to get that going. Yes. He says, also, have you noticed the Gordita's body shape? Like Rob Robo, wait, Robot Nick from Sonic the Hedgehog, go Cowboys, beat them Giants tomorrow. Hashtag pause. Somebody brought up something that I forgot. It was um, Chuck Berry. Chuck Berry, classic example of fumbling the bag. All right. And he got hung up on the man act that was to try to curb debauchery and transportation of women across state lines for debaucherous purposes. Chuck Berry, at the height of his career, got the bag fumbled. Um, Elvis did something similar as well as um, the guy who was Great Balls of Fire. He recently died. 
they were doing the same thing. They didn't get their bag really took, but the 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 John not the Johnny B. Good, the Great Balls of Fire guy, he definitely fumbled the bag. All right, they that hurt him forever. Elvis did all right. Chuck Berry got hurt forever at the peak of his music career for transporting white women for the purposes of sex, giving them marijuana and whatnot. By the way, Chuck Berry was used to demonize marijuana. For you potheads out there. The Chuck Berry incident itself was definitely used to demonize and illegalize marijuana. Because they basically said your daughters, your white suburban daughters are going to run off with ninjas under the power of marijuana. (laughs) And Chuck Berry was the poster child. Jerry Lee Lewis is his name. Yes. He was with his cousin. (laughs) Trevor Bauer. Trevor Bauer. Guys, they're naming R. Kelly. Trevor Bauer lost his Major League Baseball career. Are we we clued in? Are we clued in? Trevor Bauer, even though they proved the woman to be... um, uh, uh, to contribute it to the reason why she got the injuries, he still didn't get re-signed. Mm. What are we doing? I've, we've given you too many examples. Somebody said Mel Gibson. Not really sure what that story was, but I think, was he the one where his daughter was recording him drunk? I believe that's what happened there. Derek Rose, they tried to get him. They tried to get him. Shout out to DGC Moore, the SMU blue chippers in the building. We in here and we coming in here, Southern Methodist University out there. And if you've never been over to that side of Dallas, Ray Rice. Oh, what was the brother, the Kansas City Chief player? I think it was Kareem Hunt. Kareem Hunt. I've heard hide no hair of Kareem Hunt. I don't know if he's still in the league. Kareem Hunt is another example. He punched out and pushed and shoved that white woman, that drunk white woman that tried to set him up. I think it was Kareem Hunt. Maybe it was somebody else. Kareem Hunt. Oh, he's with the Browns? Shout out to Kareem Hunt. He's with the Browns now. But another example, right? Adrian D in Thailand getting some threesomes daily. Shout out to you, Free Agent Lifestyle. He in the metaverse. Number one, Stunna, 73K in Frankfort, Kentucky, makes you rich. Bag fumbled. I'm rich. Oh, what about um, um, Lawrence Phillips? He deleted himself later, if I'm not mistaken. Lawrence Phillips. Too many bags. Henry Ruggs. Can we throw that in there? He definitely fumbled the bag. It wasn't over women, but he definitely fumbled the bag. He was out late with his girlfriend. Yes, he was trying to impress her driving 150 miles an hour down side streets in Las Vegas, drunk coming from Top Golf. Yeah, I will give him a fumble. Shout out to Rusted Junk. Says Happy Thanksgiving, CGA. Appreciate y'all. You guys look at all of these names. Did Brian Urlacher fumble a bag? Interesting. All right, interesting. Brian Urlacher. Did he get an incident? Yeah, Lawrence Phillips, the former Rams running back. That dude got too many opportunities. He definitely fumbled the bag. All right, Avery, Gary Coleman, y'all cold. Lawrence Taylor got one. Yeah, Gary Coleman. (laughs) Gary Coleman. Van says, Coach Hip Hop 
is influential. However, it's nowhere close to hardcore and dangerous as dance hall music. Dance hall, dance hall gun songs are way more vulgar and hardcore compared to hip hop. It's not even a debate. One man got a nation to start wearing Clarks and influence the young youth to smoke and bleach their skin. And now crime is off the charts. Also, the sexual dance hall music is way more graphic than hip hop. What does it call when you do all that jumping on each other? All right, he says right here. So much so that if a girl is a virgin in her high school, her peers will diss her. And if a boy is a virgin, they'll call him a waste of a man. Due to the music, I heard that high schoolers are doing recreational drugs. Give dance hall music a try. If you like hardcore music, just don't go delete anyone and remember my PayPal. All right, shout out to you. I'm going to try to dig it out here. Speak in my mind, this live stream has been brought to you by Grifting Studios in the building where we look to go get money. Jimmy Swagger, a couple of, there was a preacher. Hey, there's a preacher here that just got popped for, remember, we was talking about the preachers. Uh-oh. Talking about the preachers. The preacher just got popped for having a threesome at the altar, allegedly a Catholic priest. I'm going to see if I can pull that up here briefly. I just saw the story. Here it is. Ex-priest pleads guilty to obscenity after filming threesome on a church altar. That venom, <laughs> that venom, a Louisiana priest has pled guilty to obscenity two years after he got caught having a threesome with two dominatrix <laughs> at the church altars. Everybody say amen. Everybody say amen. Shout out to Nate Bitt. Look up the Albert Wilson college case. All right, we're at the end of the stream, so I'm actually going to run out of time. My cleaning group will be here. And of course, they're probably going to show up early like they do. Uh, let me see if I can find Avery. Really quickly here. Coach, I have a situation. I need advice. He says, I've been monk mode for four months and I was good until my new neighbor allegedly a virgin teased me that she was going to give me some peace leave. And now I want to bust. It's hard to get it off my mind. There's no dark side prospect in my parish i'm low on bread and i don't get to go out much so i have zero options what am i supposed to do i probably won't get any for another year or two hmm. i was good until this girl used me for attention and now i can't get that peace leave off my mind by the way coach you should start a youtube education business um he says there's always fresh meat trying to make it on youtube every month yeah that's gonna come down the line i've experienced a lot uh, but uh, <laughs> my man can't get it out of his mind. All right. He can't get it out of his mind. You won't succeed from the plantation. But I've always said, stay away from neighbor girls. I know it's hard. Stay away from neighbor girls. Okay. Even though I there's a lot of junior college around my neighborhood and whatnot, I refrain. I learned my lesson. I actually had this as a rule. Never mess with people that live on your street in your apartment complex. Try to never do it. It's going to backfire. It's going to backfire. Use this as a rule. Now, you can go tempt your tummy with the taste of nuts and honey if you want. But the fact that, that she has that much access to you and your property, 
the fact that she has that much influence over you should things go left. You almost going to have to aftercare her all the time. You're going to have to give her what she wants. She can extort you because she has the power to destroy you within your residence in your neighborhood. Try not to get into that, but I guess you said you don't have another outlet. But um, in this situation, that's going to be a manipulative way to gain control over you. So be careful with that one. Be careful with that one. It might seem like it's a good deal for about two or three months, but as we know, most things backfire in relationships. They almost all come to an end, right? And as a result, you typically are going to face some sort of consequence later on. Don't mess with girls that live on your street, in your neighborhood, on your block, in your apartment complex, in your dorm. Do all your dirt outside, and but preferably in a different area code. Now, one more person said Gary Condon. People don't remember that, too. He was a, I think he was a representative of California, but he was in Washington, D.C. He's piping down a woman, a young woman intern, and he's piping her down. She was a woman from the you-know-what small hat community. She liked the older men. Um, she loved it, the older men. And she went out there, and she was giving Gary Condon that peace league. Well, one day she goes out for a jog in Washington, D.C. She gets clapped. They blame Gary Condon. <laughs> they blame his ass. Gary Condon. They blame him, and it forever ruined his career politically. And he didn't even clap the he didn't even clap her. He clapped the cheeks. <laughs> he clapped them cheeks. All right. This this girl right here, Chandra Levy. Yeah, Chandra Levy. So he was in direct content. He was having an affair with her. I don't know, man. Good lord. Look at that, man. She looking like homie the clown right here. This one looked better. Look at his face. And it forever ruined his political career. Because she went out there. Look, that's him. That's him. He got them young cheeks. Deacon clap cheeks right here. There's his wife probably. And there's the girl. He clapping young cheeks. He getting that free vagina that you guys also pedestal. He getting it for free. Guess what? He lost everything. And he didn't even clap. He didn't even choke the woman out. She went on a jog and got killed by a serial killer. But nobody knew that for years. Nobody even knew it for years. Nobody even knew that 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 that, that uh, serial killer got her. They still was blaming him. And he was like, I didn't do it. But the fact that you was doing what you was doing put you in prime suspect. Somebody also says, Ted Kennedy, he survived it. And then John Edwards. John Edwards was online to potentially be a presidential candidate. He's cheating on his wife with cancer. I mean... <laughs> Oh, my goodness. I hope you learned a lesson today. All right, gentlemen, ladies, I'll be back tonight and tomorrow morning only. Shout out to the coach gang, man. Hope you learned a lesson. Just be careful out there. I'm not telling you to be a virgin. I'm not telling you not to be deacon clap cheeks, but be careful out there. Peace. Hi, my name is Haley. I'm a blonde. I have no tips. I make voice follow